and good afternoon, everyone. Good evening, and in some places, like the UK, where the Wandering Dutch is hanging out, good morning, because <laughs> it is past midnight there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are short some friends. Uh, Mag is still out on vacation. I believe he comes back either today or tomorrow, so he'll you know, join uh, rejoin us on the panel next week. Uh, Everborn, uh, the uh, the linguist, if you will, of the group, uh, is not joining us. He's doing some family stuff, so he might be in the chat. He actually may, he might still join us. We're waiting on some stuff for him to do uh, some personal family stuff. But of course, we wish him all the best luck in that. And we are waiting on Kaysante, who I didn't hear wasn't going to be here, but something might have come up. But listen, what we do have here, folks is we have a guest and we have a big announcement because joining the panel on a regular basis every week, the best voice in the business who no longer just has the key to the back door, he's got the golden key to the front door. Crispy Bomb has officially joined Primetime Gaming starting this week. Crispy, welcome to the team. Oh, absolutely awesome. And I absolutely love it. Uh, Primetime Gaming is definitely... The place to be at on Monday nights. So, I mean, let's get into it, man. It's just an honor and a privilege. Yeah, well, it's it's great to have you a part. I mean, you be, be you, just like OBM. You've been here more times than you, you're not even just a, you know a guest anymore. You're just straight up, a, a, you know, a part of the family. So it's great to have you uh, here with us each and every uh, Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I gotta go right right quick to Drawn TJ, who drops the first Super Chat of the evening of 5,000. Says, hello, guys, and hey, Drawn TJ, how the heck are you? How was your Easter? We also have the Otaku Fix drops a very generous $5 Super Chat, and here is Kaysante. He's out in the open, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> there he is. He's, he's, he's in nature. He's in nature, and he's here. Uh, the Otaku Fix, thank you so much for being here. He's stopping by to show support, and we definitely appreciate that. And uh, Kaysante, we'll get to you in a second. And, of course, welcoming him back. Someone that just so happens to be one of the uh, aficionados of the Halo game itself. Uh, Master Chief, the, the everything that has to do with Halo. I mean, for crying out loud, he has a show called uh, He Had Me at Halo. Uh, and he's joining us to talk about one of the hottest topics that has... Uh, it, it, I think we're, I would dare say we have a split in the community very similar to star wars when it comes to halo and uh one bad mother uh what's going on brother welcome you you came in the perfect time well yeah thanks uh for inviting me boom you know you put up the halo bat signal and here i am there you are yes <laughs> that was easy and and you know i, I guess we got a, a halo theme going on here it looks like you know I, I i guess we're getting spoilers for the next uh episode of, of the halo tv show we see mr keys filming out by master chief's house i didn't i didn't know that was going to happen <laughs> but, <laughs> I love it. that's great that's awesome he's live from the set some breaking news everybody <laughs> command the keys 84 on the scene What's see I, I, I was going to leave you alone there at obm but now i need to know what do you think of Master Cheeks? But that's a different conversation. Continue. That is a different conversation. He does have a nice ass, I'll tell you that. Uh, no, no doubt about that man's ass. Um, but, yeah, listen, I, I, think, I think what we need to do is get back to more Master Chief underneath the mask, less ass, 
less out of the suit and more fighting. But we're, we're not here to talk about that because I'm actually quite enjoying the show. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, it's not what I really wanted. You got to remember to build to get the, the fan base that saw the, that uh, we saw flock to the Mandalorian. You need to build the story. You got to learn who Commander Keys is. You got to learn who you know. Um, all, you know, all of the characters are outside of just the Master Chief, and you, you can't just throw him into you know just cutting people to pieces like you're going to see me doing today. Uh, you know, during uh, one of my uh, one of the many matches of of Halo Infinite. I, listen, just give it a chance. But listen, let's let's welcome in the wandering Dutch. Dutch, you got something coming up this week. We're really going to give you a nice block to talk about at the end of the show. You put a significant amount of work into the indie showcase happening this Saturday. How the heck are you, man? Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely awesome. Um, again, awesome to be back here. I spent, uh, like I say, a, a, an inordinate amount of time with with OBM's uh, Xbox era founder yesterday <laughs> speaking about halo and everything else in between literally and about himself else. i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure nick <laughs> talked about himself <laughs> um, which was awesome that was a, a, an awesome four-hour podcast there that was out of the blue it usually it's usually about an hour on the weekend so <laughs> yeah the fact well i mean you, you basically what you guys did is you put you 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 pulled um an iron lord's podcast uh yeah uh, because that's Straight what they usually do podcast, their, their podcasts yeah. are four and five hours <laughs> Uh, but that was awesome, yeah. And of course, um, I've got the the indie showcase uh, coming up on the weekend as well, and uh, Insipid Ghost uh, middle of the week for the uh, for the midweek mixer podcast as well. Nice. So packed week. Um, obviously, a three hour indie showcase on Saturday coming up. Um, I mean, literally as we speak, putting the uh, the giveaway game codes within the timeline. Obviously, oh, that's nice. just scattered around. Um, so there's like seven or eight games being given out there. So, um, yes, plenty for everybody. Lots of surprises, lots of giveaways, lots of fun. But <laughs> oh, we're we're looking forward to it, and uh, we we got to welcome in Kaysante. Obviously, he's not filming. He's not on the set of Halo, folks. He is in Florida. <laughs> His house is being uh, torn apart to re- be rebuilt together. And uh, the Covenant are ruthless. Yes, <laughs> indeed. The Covenant are. They're quite ruthless, I'll say. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Commander Keats, I mean, Kaysante, how mm. are you, man? How are you feeling? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate jumping on today because, man, this is a respite from my day. Today's been one of those days. That's why you see me here. I'm communing with nature. Realistically, this is my backyard. See, there's the kids play things. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. Well, listen, I'm you're happy here. to be here. Uh, Everborn <laughs> will not be here, obviously. He's okay. Gonna fam- yeah, he's going to do some family stuff today. And uh, Mag has gotten okay. back from, he's probably drunk again. Um, mm. Get him back. Hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. into alcohol, alcohol anonymous uh, next next Monday. Mm-hmm. I saw him in that dolphin. I know he's busy doing other things. It's fine. Okay, sorry. Absolutely. We'll catch you, Meg. Um, <laughs> listen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, we we're going to get right into it. Obviously, the whole show is going to be uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer uh, gameplay. Uh, that is what we are here to talk about this evening. It is a hot topic, um, and one that is going to come with a lot of big opinions. Um, and I say big opinions because I have myself have been criticized by many people that follow the channel that have uh, unsubbed my channel, as a matter of fact, because my opinion of 343 at, at some points have been harsh. Uh, 
Uh, I and uh, listen, I, I don't, I don't dump on them. They are, they have more talent in the thumbnail than I do my whole, any one of their developers. So, you know, take take what I say as a as as someone who's disappointed with some of the ongoings. But what what we are going to open up with is what was reported this weekend by good friend of this community, great friend of this channel, um, Jez Corden of Windows Central. Um, and we have, um, an, uh, obviously, during the Xbox Two podcast with Randall Thor 19, who's also a very good friend of mine, we have learned that certain affinity is working on and has been working on a battle royale for Halo Infinite. Now, why this is important is because of many conversations that 343 <clears throat> Industries have had, both privately, I'm assuming, and publicly with multiple journalists and multiple outlets about how a BR was never going to be in Halo Infinite outside of a battle rifle. About a battle rifle. And it turns out that that, in fact, is not uh, what's, what's inherently happening. Um, and we're going to get into why it's necessary for Battle Royale to come to Halo Infinite and why it's not a bad thing. See, Battle Royale, it's not my kind of game, but I'm not the audience that Halo needs to find. I've been here since 2001, and I've been playing Halo ever since. I spent, uh, I was very fortunate enough to get into all three betas, and I, I got as far as level 52 in the battle pass. Now, I wanted to get to 100, but other games you know, just came in and just took over. And I, I don't apologize for that, but I did get halfway through the battle pass and quite enjoyed myself. Uh, I think that it's safe to, uh, if you guys and gals remember, uh, I was one of the few podcasters that would dare say this on the air. I gave the game a 10 out of 10. Is it a perfect game? No, it is not a perfect game. Not by a long shot. But did was it perfect in its delivery in both multiplayer and single player? 100%. And that's why I gave it a 10 out of 10 in my review. Um, but I want to read uh, uh, a, a report that comes the way of Paul Tassie. Uh, if you know who Paul is, Paul has been in, in the business for quite some time. And he is uh, someone that I respect. And he also is the one that I pulled this article from regarding this announced Battle Royale coming from uh, Certain Affinity. And um, this is what he had to say. He says in a, in, in a recent interview, and I think what he meant is really is, is the podcast, because Jez Corden wasn't being interviewed by Randall Thor. They're, they're partners. They're co-hosts for that show. Corden had the following to say about the mode codenamed Tatanka, a wrestler whose career highlighted, highlight was winning a 40-man battle royale in the WWF. And he said, the mode being developed by Certain Affinity is a battle royale, though how traditional a battle royale remains unclear. This is specifically Certain Affinity's project, while 343 will continue work on the normal multiplayer and future single-player content. It has been in development for over two years. It is supposed to be on the scale of Warzone. Now, if you remember Warzone, that was in uh, uh, Halo 5. And that was an extremely well done and very popular uh, multiplayer mode where you had PVE as well as PVP. And uh, it, um, the article continues, it is targeting the Fortnite, Warzone, and Apex Legends crowd and meant to bring in new players to Halo. 
its release, its targeted release is season three or four of Halo Infinite, and it ties into the upcoming Forge mode somehow. There are also indications that there will be a Halo spin on Battle Royale as in uh, it will be more than just picking up guns and killing rival Spartans until you're the last one standing. Players have the uh, data mined a massive list of objective callouts that seem to indicate that there will be a lot more going on all over the map that just fire that are just more than more than just firefights between players. And Corden goes on to say uh, that he does believe that it will be a unique twist on the battle royale concept. So let's let's rip off the Band-Aid, and I want to go right right away to uh, I, I, before I get to one bad mother because see, I know he's going to have a lot to say. Um, I do want to go to Crispy because Crispy, we were having a pretty interesting conversation prior on the phone because we talk, you know, outside of you know, podcasting, and you had a lot to say about how. This is a this is a this might be one of those necessary evil type of situations. And I say evil. I, I don't understand anyone that would be against this. Now, it makes me wonder why certain affinity was brought into this. Was this the reluctance of three four three to do a battle royale? Because you know, we have heard, and I'm not the only one that talked about this, there has been a lot of internal um discussion. Let me use the word uh, uh, properly. I was going to say turmoil, but I I don't want to say that because I'm not in there. Uh, We've heard that there has been a lot of internal discussion within 343 to bring a battle royale. Some are for it, some are against it. Um, For me, again, if it's a war zone type of mode, then I'm in. If it's if it's if it's a mimic of of you know, what you get in Fortnite, then I'm out. Because Fortnite, it's just not my bag. I've played it. I've bought the characters. I've spent a lot of money in it. I don't even know why. But I wanted <laughs> Master Chief. I wanted God of War. I, I spent a lot of money in Fortnite for these character skins. Um, for you, Crispy, where is, is there any concern that this had to be done by someone outside of 343 Industries? Because we do know that they are at minimum 500 strong at that studio and there has been a lot of people not just myself who've questioned as to what exactly is going on you know the battle pass was announced but season two is coming i'm, I'm buying it day one there's not even a question but it is showing it, it is coming in light you know and, and on the back end and you know one i uh, like for me it's big team battle all day long we're only getting one new map that that that's a little disappointing. I'm going to be honest with you, but the battle royale mode has apparently been on. It's been in, in the works for two years, and is not coming to season three or four. I'm hoping it's season three because you know I don't know how long the season is going to be. If if it all goes according to way the plans are supposed to be, season's supposed to be three months. You get a new season, three months, new season. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen here. Do you? Uh, for, well, there are actually several questions, but the first one. Does Halo Infinite, quote-unquote, need a Battle Royale mode to compete with Apex Legends, Warzone, and, of course, the granddaddy of them all, Fortnite? Well, let's be honest for a second. What are those games? Free to play. Why are they free to play? Because of their Battle Royale. Yeah. 
it continues to be a phenomenon. It, yes. I, I, I have been warning. Yeah. I have been one of them people that said, I don't know how long this fad's going to last, but it's going to last because I was totally into uh, uh, to PUBG. Um, played that many, many hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was, it was uh, enthralling. It was fun. It was something different that I hadn't experienced. Now, that's not the same to say now, but because of Halo's success as being a multiplayer and, and really, I mean, for Halo, for Halo, it is half-hearted, okay? It is not what, what you know, true Halo fans, you know, really expected. They, they expected more than this. And I can't say anything against that. All I can tell you is that Bringing in a, a huge studio. I mean, Certain Affinity is a a large studio. This yeah, is massive. not. Yeah, you know, this is not no you know BS. Like this, this is something. And for them to already be working on it two years, there's something to come. And I'm gonna tell you, you know, Xbox will pivot, and they're gonna say, you know what, Halo is our biggest franchise, bar none. I'm a Gears fan. Halo's still the biggest franchise, okay? And you're going to sit there and have a TV show out there. People can hate it or love it. I'm not talking about that. All I'm saying is, is you have this IP at the forefront of people's minds, regardless if they're watching TV or gaming. And you go and say, okay, we're just going to throw out the same old shit we've always done. And that doesn't make sense because he never threw out a TV show, Okay. What makes sense is is throwing out something that appeals to people like Battle Royale, but also, you know, brings a, a new dynamic to it. The problem I have is why do you need this other company to come in here? Because I will bring the prime example of Gears. Gears yeah, and 5 I want you to do that. Went what, from, you the, what, what you talked about made a lot of sense, dude. Went from multiple maps every you know couple seasons and everything else that basically the same of what halo's doing except they've brought out new game modes they brought out you know um huge you know investment in an open world and stuff like that they have done things that most you know i mean same size as 343 if you're really looking at it but but the dynamic of the coalition is is ridiculous like it would almost be an insult for the coalition to ask for help and i i feel like you know that's where you go and say what is 343 doing what is their priorities i will say i think their priority right now is to make co-op and have a new dlc for the the main campaign to come out and i think if you 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 put the two together i think that will gravitate people towards it like myself for example but as far as you know multiplayer you you have already stated that you are free to play so why not use that to your advantage and at the end of the day i mean you look at fortnite for example they went from building to not building and now it's a big deal well there's never been building in halo what I said is you drop from a Pelican and you have a vehicle that, you know, you may have purchased, whatever, but you have that vehicle that you choose. 
when you start the game and it's a bigger map or it's it's part of uh the, the single player maps and you just go ham and there could be enemies there could be you know people whatever i think that would be really cool and i think yeah. it would be different and and it would be something that you start off running and then you you know your your, your vehicle like gets blown up or something and then you're you're actually running you know what i mean and it's like it's just this craziness, and and that's what people are looking for right now. I mean, regardless of us, you know, old school people that like want to enjoy what we play. Like sometimes the chaos is the biggest thing, and I feel like if they bring some chaos, regardless if it's three four three or certain affinity that do it, you know, I think it's going to bring something you know really special. Because at the end of the day, you look at Fortnite and you go and say, okay, now you don't build anymore. Now you just adapt to that. Right. But the chaos, chaos, I think that's what Halo has going for it. Because the chaos is so insane. You can jump, you can grapple, you could do this, you could do that. You know, it's like like playing Doom as a, a, you know, Doom single player as Halo. You know what I'm saying? In the multiplayer. And and. It's something that like I can't get used to, but that doesn't mean that people aren't enjoying it. And I feel like as long as it, because I've seen like people who can fly messed up Gears Judgment, and that's why Xbox has the IP. Okay, you, you can only do so much. And I think if you just kind of really think about how they can place a battle royale using like even like the full like half of the map of like you know, some of the single player and, and, and utilize that to make a battle Royale. I think it could be successful if they do something like that. Well, I, I'll say this certain affinity has, uh, has worked with three, four, three, um, for, for, I mean, for over a decade, right. They've, they've been there 15 years. As a matter of fact, I think they just announced 15 years working with not so much three, four, three, but halo. They've been there. They've made some of the greatest maps of all time. Uh, I would imagine that what they are creating, and again, this is me just being very uh, speculative, if you will, that the map that they're going to make is going to be massive. And it's going to be so big that it's probably going to be Fortnite level big. And if it is that big, then we have a shot for you to play on this one big map doing some real unique things. They're going to bring... I I love how they've already told us there is a twist coming to the Battle Royale mode in Halo Infinite. I think that's fantastic. I think that's exciting. It's something... I'm Like I said, I'm not a Battle Royale guy, but I'll tell you one thing. I will definitely be playing that. Now, is that going to be teams of four by yourself? Teams of three? Is it going to be Apex Legends level, you know, where you can... You know, partner up with two friends and go and go ham on everybody. I, I don't know, but one bad mother. I, I got to bring you in onto this. I know that you're going to talk lengthy, and that's what we love having <laughs> you on here because obviously that you know you you are the if if anyone has the know how to talk and bring Halo knowledge to the people that we have here. We have almost 200 people here already. It's it's that. Uh, what 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 are your thoughts? Uh, do you have any concerns that uh, three four three had to bring in a, a certain affinity to do the uh, the quote unquote battle royale that they were that we've heard they've been reluctant to want to do. 
Well, I got, so we'll, we'll start with the short answer uh, for anybody who wants to skip to the end. <laughs> the, the short answer is no. Um, I will talk a little bit about Certain Affinity because actually I'm, I'm really excited that they're the ones that are uh, going to be in control of that. And I'll kind of get into some of the reasons why here in a minute. But uh, but before I get into any disagreements, I you know, boom, you, at the beginning of the show, you, you mentioned something that kind of stuck out. You said, you know, some people like unsub because they don't like your opinions and things like that. Um, I, I'm going to say that I'll probably say a few things here that some people here will probably disagree with. I know a lot of people that are big Halo content uh, creators are really going to disagree with a lot of the things I have to say. But, you know, uh, I, bet I said it on Twitter not too long before I got on here. I said, you know, choosing your friends and having general respect towards people shouldn't be determined by agreeing with on superficial issues. If all your friends agree with you on everything, you don't have friends, you're in a cult. So keep that in mind. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, getting into, um, I, I think Halo has been really divisive lately, right? Like within the community. And I, I think a lot of it does come down to perspectives and kind of what people are, are looking for. Um, but, you know, I, the, the thing that I w kind of would like start with is that the Halo as a live service game, this is something that 343 is, is new at. Um, putting out the previous Halos, that the, the Halo, you know, CE, 2, 3, 4, 5, supporting those, they would basically gear up for these sprints and then they would crunch their way and, and put, put as much as they could into that finish line and then, you know, post support. And that was kind of like, they put everything into that, right? And it, it was basically preparing for a sprint. Now they're preparing for a marathon. And I think the, the first leg of that marathon was for them to reach out to the the long time the halo ass halo fans the, the me's of the world the people that loved you know halo ce you know who was probably the first to complain about the sprint and and i was i'll, I'll admit I, although I, you know i i, I adapted i now i i don't want to go back but you know that's kind of beside <laughs> the point <laughs> you know that's beside the point i was the old man yelling at the clouds about almost everything when i first heard there was a grapple hook i'm like a grapple hook and halo this isn't titanfall and then now it's like the best thing it was like how could you imagine halo without it right so I think that part of that was like a learning experience for me that I'm always my my instincts aren't always right because you know sometimes you don't want to change on the things that we really love. But I but I I, I do think that 343's first job coming out in this first leg of Halo was to say, hey, you know, Halo S Halo fans, we've been hearing you over the last couple releases. You don't really trust us with the franchise, you know. And, and I've even saw I saw um, Stinkles, uh, what's his name? Uh, O'Connor, Frank O'Connor was on a was on a forum a few years back before the reveal of the original Halo, telling everybody that we, we want you to get those feelings you had the first time you landed on the ring. We want you to feel like we wanted to bring back that sandbox, that like the art style, everything, the music. They really wanted to kind of capture the 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 identity of the franchise that that people kind of when it became big. And I think they were successful in doing that. And, you know, when, when they were reaching, when they were speaking out to the fans and saying there wasn't going to be any BR except for the battle rifle, you know, a lot of that, again, was sort of, um, you know, I don't know, grifting, catering to the fans. And, and you can always get into <laughs> semantics and say whatever they put out. It's not technically a, a, a battle royale. It's our, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? Like, it's our spin. It's not the exact same thing. And so there's always, like, that game that they play in marketing. Um but, you know, I, I had heard even back in 2020 that, you know, there was there was rumors back then that were from pretty credible people that they had a big mode in the works. 
you know, and when we didn't see anything about it early, is it, it kind of figured they were going to land the initial. They wanted to come out with Arena and and Big Team Battle. They didn't have Big Team Battle at launch with Halo Five. I think they needed to show everybody that we're going to focus on that core stuff first, and then we'll kind of branch out into everything else. So I think where we're at now is that that next phase, right? That next phase of the marathon where it is time for. You know, it is time for 343 to start bringing new blood in. You know, you and I, I was somebody, again, you know, I, I, I can admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> I was somebody that that thought, you know, hey, they could they could pretty much just do, you know, arena and big team battle and, you know, and, and have a, you know, a forge and, and be fine. But, you know, like when you kind of like delve deeper into like the just any just the numbers that are out there. Um, I mean, just look at something like Call of Duty, uh, even their mainline Call of Duty how far back it is compared to where Warzone is, right? Like, oh yeah, that leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah, it's not even in the same ballpark. And then you right. see what happened. And and I get Battlefield came out and it was rough, but still, even even rough Battlefields and rough Call of Duties have been huge in the past, right? Like, we've never seen that where they just didn't gravitate the way that we you know recently uh, witnessed. And so, I I I do think that uh, part of that has to do with the streaming community. Uh, you know, talking to streamers, and I was, and this, you know, one of the things was just like, I was like, well, they, they haven't had anything like Big Team Battle to stream, so like, let's see what happens when that comes into free to play. And somebody explained to me as a streamer the advantage of like the um, of these games, like like even a Sea of Thieves or a Battle Royale, is you have the ups and downs, and and you could talk to your your fans while you know you're kind of in those lulls, and then it picks up, right? And and you get that variance, and, and you just don't get that in an arena or and like even a big team battle like it's always it's constantly go 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 and i think it's that one speed that makes that very difficult for you know for streamers and uh and if you don't have the streamer crowd you probably are going to struggle to ever be you know way up in the uh you know the, the upper echelon of you know of these games so you know as somebody who's not interested who's never been interested i should say that it's halo so i'm going to definitely play it and if my if this is the only mode some friends will play i'll jump on with them because i love the way halo feels but i've never been a br guy i probably put in a less than five hours combined in all the br modes combined i just it never click i give them all a try and it just never clicks but um i'm i'm looking forward to uh you know this opportunity for um for 343 and, and really just a halo franchise not just 343 but really the halo franchise to bring in some new blood uh and then you know, we always think about it like I think a lot of the Halo community right now thinks of this like if you do this one thing, you're going to do less of this other or it's going to split the community and everything. And, and, and partially that's going to be true. You will split some of the community um, because people are going to have friends come in and they're going to go, OK, well, I'll, instead of playing Arena, I'll go with my friends and play, you know, the uh, the Battle Royale mode. So that will happen. But what people don't factor is you also will grow the overall pie by by doing that and yep. you're going to find crossovers right you might find you probably will find a lot more people interested in the halo campaigns right and that gives more incentive for them to just keep going bigger and better on those and you're going to maybe find more people tuning into the halo championship series because even though they only play the br you know they they, lo they love the mechanics and they just want to see people really be experts with those mechanics because they can always take that stuff over to brs and that is actually one thing that i think halo will offer that you know like like uh well Call of Duty does offer this, but you know, like the, the ability to go and practice the gunplay, right? Get used to all 
handheld equipment and things like that because in a in a BR mode sometimes you know uh, you're stuck with nothing but a frying pan for like two hours or something. <laughs> you know, I I played PUBG and I think I got. I got one kill with the frying pan. I think I might have had one kill with the gun, and I gave up. So you know what I'm saying? Like it, ta it, it takes a lot to. Get, I couldn't get used to the bullet drop thing. I just sucked at it, uh, and there wasn't like that mode that you could just go practice. And so there's some opportunity here where where they could have that crossover, right? Like it, it's not it's not just you're taking people out of arena. You might be bringing new people into that community as well, That's even if. You know, yeah. So, so now going to the thing you were asking about initially, and this is like what I say: I'm long-winded. Boom. <laughs> no, 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 this is this is a conversational <laughs> podcast. So go crazy. <laughs> I, I circled all the wagons, but you know, you asked about three four three. Am I worried about them? Um, no, actually, I. Uh, so the the head of th of of certain affinity is Max Hoberman. If you yes. were to do like a Mount Rushmore of halo creatives halo leaders over He's number one on the mountain yeah 100%. yeah for, for multiplayer yes so you know you have joe staten jason jones marty o'donnell max hoberman like those are the, like the names that like are like the goats of of the halo franchise he was the the lead when they made the sandbox uh he was behind the maps he was behind all those iconic halo 2 maps uh he's been helping them along the way even after he left and has been with certain affinity he if you ever listen to him interview he understands the halo sandbox as well as anybody because he helped create it and he and at the time that he was responsible and the leader for that there wasn't a template for for big team battle right there wasn't this game that worked on a controller that had a combination of vehicles and you know a lot of players and at that time that was a big mode for console uh and and learn how to get the flow and the pacing and, and make these maps diverse and and you know memorable and even all these maps have their own personalities like i still to this day remember the first time i ever saw zanzibar shown at a e3 you know with the big windmill and stuff and so he's like you know he was there with that stuff when there wasn't a template for halo and so this i i i trust max and his team it, yep. if they get get that autonomy they're a big team i uh, hopefully microsoft acquires them eventually and they yeah, can stand there it's a, that's, that, that's something else that, that a lot of people have been scratching their heads but they have such a good working relationship that uh, there it, it is going to come to a point and and, and i don't want to kind of veer this off into uh into acquisitions because then this is where uh we get we get you know um our good friend uh oh my god why am i thinking his name uh to join us uh to talk about acquisitions look here's the thing um that they are eventually going to be gobbled up by microsoft they're there's i mean it, it only makes Most likely. sense to, to yeah. bring them in I don't think you see someone coming in to buy them. Um, I don't know if Microsoft, because Microsoft would just double the money, whatever it is. And I don't think Max and that team would sell, to be honest with you, unless it's to Microsoft. I, they're, they're, this, we're starting to see in this industry, consolidation is a real thing. And mm -hmm. the way pricing has gone up, you, you, you think it's expensive to buy cream cheese and a gallon of milk? Just imagine <laughs> what it costs to make to, to, to fund one of these studios that you're working on a game for five years and you're not getting any returns other than the people making that game and you're not going to see any returns until that game go comes out. So you're going to see a lot of smaller studios have no choice but to get folded into other, uh, to other big publishers because they just can't afford 
not to. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I can't say that for certain affinity. I can't say that, you know, definitely. But I would imagine that they eventually are going to be one of those because they're one of those teams like you've seen with uh, that's, we've seen the organic growth with Sony, as they call mm-hmm. it, with teams that have worked with uh, SIE before they were acquired for years. Um, and we saw them get uh, folded in. I, I see the same thing happening. Real quick, before I let you continue, i got to catch up with some of the Super Chats. We have a big one coming in from Drawn TJ. Drops a very generous $20 Super Chat. And he says, I'm excited to hear the Battle Royale mode has uh, has been confirmed by Jets. When do you think it will come out? Maybe at the end of the year. And do you think 343 makes Halo Infinite a third-person toggle for the game camera? We've we, you know We've seen that. We've seen someone do that. Man, I'd love that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd love a third person Halo. I don't think that's ever gonna happen, to be honest with you. But for now, probably probably not. Um, that was a pretty cool mod that was out there on the socials. Uh, Drawn TJ jumps an additional five dollars in chat and says, "Just take Warzone from Halo Five and put it into Battle Royale, where you drop in with drop pods, uh, and it's going to be unique Halo." Uh, it'd be a perfect fit for Battle Royale. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Crispy was onto something when he said that. Uh, we also had one come in from, let me see, Element OPO. I'm going to find you right now. A good friend of the program. He drops a $5 super chat. says, organic acquisition comes to mind <laughs> when I hear certain affinity. It's Microsoft's blue point. Indeed it is. 100%, 100% with that. Um, but uh, one bad mother. Look, um, there are a lot of people in this community that feel... Uh, that um, 343 or even Microsoft has jumped the shark, so to speak, by allowing a Battle Royale mode to come to, to Halo. Is it necessary for it to grow its fan base? Because, as I mean, its multiplayer feels fantastic. It is so fast. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun. The gunplay is on another level. There's nothing wrong with it. But no. that satisfies the old guard, which is what we all are. We're the old guard. That's not who's going to bring them into the uh, the promised land. It's the new kids on the block that they want, and they can't seem to get with the current modes. Is that why you think they finally agreed to have a battle royale mode added? Whew. Yeah. So, so on the question, does it? <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of the community is pushes back, and and one of the the comments always is, you know, what Halo doesn't need a BR, and you know what, Halo doesn't need a BR. I mean, it's at its low point today, and it's still close to the top ten, and you know, on the Xbox. So you can make that case that it could still be sustainable, especially once it turns out content. But I don't think that's that's really not the question you should be asking. It's like, how much better could it be? By, by continuing to experiment, to expand the, the, the user base. And honestly, you know, I'll say, and I might piss some people within the community off, I'm ready for them. <laughs> I've been part of the, I told you, I was part of the old man yelling at the clouds uh, community. Uh, I'm ready for them. I'm ready for some kids to come in, man. I'm ready for some new blood, uh, for some people that uh, maybe come to Halo and just like wide-eyed, like, wow, look how this thing plays and, you know, and how it feels and things like that. Because, you know, I, I, I honestly, I'm getting a little bit fatigued by by the, the just 
they spent all these years really trying to make sure they catered to us for the most part. You can, you will even hear that from people who are like, I played Halo 5 with a lot of guys and like, man, they, they came to this and they were really leaning into the old heads, right? Like they need to stop, you know, it's time to move on from that. And I don't think that they need to move on from that. I think it was good for them to do that initially, but you know, but you still hear it's, there's still just nothing, but it's mostly negativity, even within the content creators. And, and you have a right as a consumer to, to feel however you want to feel and bitch if you want to bitch but you know the fact that there's just not a much diversity in terms of that those opinions is why i'm saying let's just mix it up like let's just get some other ideas in here um you know other people it, it, other people messing around with the forge right like that's we we miss that thing that's um yeah john is big in that obviously uh you know yeah. john of, of xbox era I, I think he's actually testing it right now he's one of the yeah that guy's legit like he, that guy actually builds maps. he went to 343 yeah he, he actually was there before the pandemic hit he was at 343 he got to see halo and i don't know that's all i can say um sorry i should have said that i maybe i don't know i think it's out the, out of the box he officially said that he's he went okay has seen it so okay yeah i thought he did I just thought about that. I was like, "Oh shit, wait." Okay, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, he and and and, 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 and don't have to, you know. Um, I, I would never. I don't. I don't pry John for anything because I don't want anything that I say to get kind of connected to whatever he's got going on there. But there's plenty of information out there on the internet with other people who weren't as good at keeping secrets. Uh, and this next forge is going to be like. It, it it's really ambitious this is not your daddy's it's not even your older brother's forge it's 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 something on another level and again so going back to those top games you know it's, it's br and it's and it's creative stuff right it's minecraft and roblox and it's warzone and apex and fortnite like and so you take take both the best of both of those things and you bring it into this sandbox so you think about it like what we just I, what i was saying earlier about you know um, the BR mode allows that ebb and flow, right, for the uh, for these creatives. But now you added a whole nother dynamic, like Halo's moment to moment gameplay. Like when you can, and I'm sorry, Call of Duty fans, but when you compare it to Call of Duty, it's just way more interesting on that that very you know if you get into that arena style you can you know between the equipment uh the physics you know just the the movements and everything else it adds to a much more dynamic moment to moment thing so can you imagine like somebody who's like in that and then you know you get down to the end and it's like you know you 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 got a banshee is pinning down a couple of your teammates and you go around and you grapple that stuff like or you know you you're you're at the very end and you're one-on-one -on -one and somebody's about to hit you with a hammer and you like repulse them back you know and you finish them out like just those kind of moments that can happen when you mix that in with the overall you know br sandbox and then you start to bring in the you know the creative stuff like there is so much opportunity and it's why i say you know i again i understand i expected more from 343 at this point in terms of maps and content but at the same time when i hear stanton sit kind of talking he basically when you hear him talk he's basically saying hey i'm, I'm trying to prep these guys for a marathon there's going to be a lot of stuff we know what's in the pipeline now like a lot of stuff's been leaked and yeah. you know there there's so much potential and that's why you know like i'm willing to be patient uh yeah. with them to kind of figure this out I, again you can be upset like i i wasn't happy with it i was like oh shit like when i saw that sorry i don't know if i can swear yeah, but when i saw them when I, when I saw them release that I, I i knew they were kind of in you know i knew they were going to get 
hit pretty hard uh, and deservedly so but at the same time you can still have some perspective and go like hey this is the you know there's a lot of exciting opportunity um, and the last thing i'll say and i'll turn it over there but i, I want to make sure i hit on it you mentioned certain affinity in, in the purchase of them i think the way microsoft has it set up now these they're not going to get into a crackdown situation anymore where like where they had you know uh basically cloud gen stolen from under them in the mid development and they and they basically landed you know a, a mess of a multiplayer for crackdown versus what they showed a few years prior with a different team working on it um they got stuff kind of in these contracts and stuff to protect them now so you know if if they if certain affinity does want to sell i think microsoft's going to be in a good position to say okay well it's going to be to us kind of you know they're going to put themselves in that positioning with these big second party of expensive games and so that's kind of like the inkling that i've gotten so avalanche I would, studio for example. yeah i mean avalanche ioi all those that that's so i think people shouldn't Sobo, come on like a sobo i do they could do that like, they got like a 10-year deal with a sobo already so <laughs> they have long contracts with them right so and if they want to get out of it to go work for somebody else you know again like i think they're they have themselves better protected learning from the the crackdown thing. So for anybody that's scared because it's an outside studio, I would just say no. I think this is really uh, more exciting Crystal to Dynamics. me. Dynamics, oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Crystal Dynamics and Certain Affinity are the two that I think Microsoft can't, you know, needs that support for their big IPs. But I'll shut up now. I, no, no, I, no, I should... no. You, you, listen, you did exactly oh, what, 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 your, what, what is advertised. Uh, let's bring in the one Dutch. Dutch, uh, listen, you have, you yourself, have uh, been critical uh, for a multitude of reasons, like myself. But we we always come from a critical point of view where there's logic behind it. Uh, as fans, yep. there is disappointment. And just because I have a podcast and everyone here is on a podcast and hosts a podcast, why aren't we allowed to be disappointed? Why do I have to keep the stiff upper lip? Why can't I sit back and say, God damn it. You know, I, I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I, I can toe a line and be perfectly fine doing so, which I have done for Xbox and anyone I talk about, whether that be Sony, I give it to them and I give it to Microsoft the same way. Uh, I, I don't really pick sides. If, if they're doing it right, I'll congratulate them. But when they're doing it wrong, I will question. And I feel that I have a right to do so because I'm a fan. I buy all the stuff. Right. So getting back to. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the criticism that has come out in the last couple of weeks, I would even they say this has been a month. It has, and it hasn't been that great for 343. A lot of people folded in the TV show to this. It's not what 343's fault that the TV show isn't what you wanted. Listen, that's life, man. You know what? Either like it or unsubscribe. What can I tell you? Don't, 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 don't give Paramount Plus your money. Uh, I'm happy, I happen to really enjoy the show. And so does Mrs. Boom, and she has no affinity for Halo. She's like she had no affinity to the Mandalorian until she watched it. She now she's a fan. While well, she's watching Halo, and she she has said that it's not as uh, action packed as like the Mandalorian was, but she's still watching it. Uh, so there was but, no certain affinity to the Halo no franchise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I, like I apologize. I'll, I'll listen, go on mute again. I apologize. No, no, that's <laughs> all right. Okay. That was a dad coming, joke. Coming, coming from Captain Keys, you're allowed to do that, sir. You are allowed <laughs> to do that. Um, Wandering Dutch, this is a mode that is coming in with a lot of contention. Uh, you do. I, I feel that this is one of those Star Wars moments. Star Wars uh, fran uh, the fan base is very fractured, uh, but Halo 
is starting to kind of remind me of that. And you are, there are, again, the old guard like us who do not want to look past our own tips of our nose and say, Battle Royale doesn't have no place in it. I don't want your chocolate and my peanut butter. How dare you? <laughs> but I think that it does. I think it's, re- it's, it's incredibly important if you want to bring in a crowd that, that is currently funding the F out of games like Apex Legends, Warzone, and of course Fortnite. If you want that young crowd to find your franchise in Halo, you need to bring in this. What What are your thoughts? What's your confidence level in certain affinity handling, specifically that team handling only Battle Royale? That's what they are going to do. Um, for certain affinity, I'm extremely confident in them and their ability. Um, like you mentioned before, um, you do get a lot of stick for, for being a critic of it. Um, and certain, um, naturally, people were, were critical of it from, from the get-go. Um, I chose, like many, to give the benefit of the doubt initially. Yes. Uh, to 343 and say, listen, let's see what you can do over the next month or two. Um, let's see how much you can get it into shape and, and how you can iron some of these issues out, etc. And we're talking now going into like month five, month six of 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 the launch of the game, and two maps is just not good enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it isn't. At the end of the day, the, the the size of that studio would dictate that surely there is more than just one team doing one thing. And yes, Ooh. there's a team obviously working on the single player aspect and whatever expansions are going to happen for that. But you're telling me that you haven't got enough people to do more than two maps in a studio that has more than 500 heads? Mm. Like, come on. I, that's, that in yeah. itself just is, is doubtful. Um, and you can't have the rest of the studio bug fixing and then a small team working on Forge and a small team working on multiplayer. Like, surely there's a live service team that works on future content, which is exactly what they need. Like every other live service game, which is what it is, and people have to get used to the fact that Infinite is a live service game. Yep. Every other live service game has, once it's launched, has a dedicated team that works on content going forward. They have another team that works on any technical issues or anything like that, and the remainder of those that are still working at the studio or working on future games, future titles, etc. But they have a dedicated core live service team that works on that. It's the same for Rare with Sea of Thieves. They've got a dedicated team that works on live content. The rest of that team is, as we know, working on another game. <laughs> this is an issue at 343 that I think, and we, I think we've already said it, but the management of that company um, is clearly, of course, it, it was helped by Joe Staten when, Jason Statham when he, when he took over um, and kicked him into shape. Um, but... <laughs> um, once once he took over, of course, we managed to get the single player out. The single player was great. I had I had fun with it. Um, of course, um, we'd all have loved the co-op to have, have been there and still be there. Uh, and obviously, that should be there within the next two months. Um, we still don't have Forge. We know that Forge is... It, essentially, Battle Royale won't release until Forge is ready. Um, so we'll get them pretty much ne- nearly in tandem, I would imagine. Um, but I've got full confidence in certain Infinity. Um, I still don't have confidence right now in in three four three, and not from a developer oh, standpoint. Oh man! 
not from a developer standpoint because I think the developers themselves are talented. Um, I think it's the management of three four three that's that's not up to scratch, um, and that is the issue. I think one of them the the head isn't talking to the body. I don't think that they're talking between departments correctly, and I don't think they're really they're, they're kind of organized. Well, this this this, this what you're talking about is mismanagement. Mm-hmm. At, 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 at at a level that should not should not be yeah uh, and I and, and you know what we've heard this before I I've commented on this before I I can't say definitively that there is a, a managerial issue I so, real quick somebody's clicking the mouse and people are so, oh, hear it sorry yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that that's yeah. probably me but one okay. the one thing I would say to that boom is is I you're right we can't say for certain it's a managerial issue but. One thing I do know is I think Microsoft and and has been shown over the over recent weeks as well have a one shoe fits all approach to it now. Obviously, they got a lot of stick in the neck years back for being too hands on, um, yes. and, it, and developers hated it. Now I feel like at the second, it's too hands they, off. It's a it's a two hand. It's not just that they they're all hands off and they're just letting get, developers get on with what they're doing, but. It doesn't work for every developer. You can't have a one-shoe-fits-all approach with it, unfortunately. It just doesn't work like that. As we've seen from certain companies, the the um, the initiative, for instance, they probably could have used a more hands-on approach because it is a brand-new company. Yeah. That is just being left to create. <laughs> and it's like, that's all well and good, but they're brand-new. Like, they're just getting started. They need guidance. Like whether that be yep. someone coming and checking up on them, someone making sure that the project's going okay, whatever it is, there needs to be a guidance there, and it wasn't there. And I think three four three at the minute seems to need a little bit more guidance from from above um, to to see what it is that's going on and what needs fixing. Um, whether that be managerial, whether that be okay, you just need to sort your teams out and make sure there's some kind of structure in place yet to know. Who's doing what? Who's doing when? And guidelines, right? Okay, we need this by this date. We need this by this date. I think Joe uh, Joe Staten was was definitely the first piece of that puzzle. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, they brought they brought him back for for a reason, and he's yeah he's done yeah. some big things, right? We don't know what outside of what what was delivered, but we know that he. Well, was, you've got to think, and I think and we Nick made a great point as well yesterday and uh, on on our show, but. Don't say uh, that. I'm going to have to listen to him talk about himself again. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, but, but no, it's, I think we've all echoed the same sentiment as well, is that what the hell was going to release in 2020? Like, Pretty if this is what we have now, yeah. and, and six months after launch, we're only getting two maps, what was going to release in 2020? Like, what was that? <laughs> so you know, I, I've actually argued with Nick on the show about. Oh, I'm going to let you finish, but I, but I, but since you mentioned Nick, I'm going to have to just argue him while he can't talk back. <laughs> but it, it does bring a great point. Like, if this is the state that like with, and that obviously back in 2020, Joe had only just really got in there, um, mm-hmm. and he hadn't really been at the studio long to be able to really put his finger on it. Um, but if that had released in 2020. In the state, probably would have killed the franchise. Yeah, yeah it, I, it could have. Could have. Um, I think what they'd seen in the in the trailer that we'd originally seen back in 2020, it wasn't that the gameplay looked terrible uh, by any stretch, because the gameplay looked great, and I think everybody could agree on that. Yep. But the issue was just the, the polish of the game. 
Like the polish of the game wasn't up to scratch. Um, it wasn't that it didn't look next generation. I don't think we, as soon as it was kind of cross gen, we kind of knew that there was going to be limitations there on, on how visually pleasing that was. Um, but it still wasn't up to scratch. The lighting was a bit off. Um, and of course, even though then they, they mentioned, oh, we're going to bring ray trace in a future patch. Still, that's not Chris Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, you, no, you, you're right, Rondo and Dutch. There was definitely some. Uh, I mean, there, there's definitely a lack of polished issues, but I think there's more than that. I and mean, I think that's yeah. one of the things people miss. So, you know, when people say, "Well, what what would have released in 2020?" It would have been a different game. And I don't mean that just from a polish standpoint. Um, when Stan came in there's certain things that did not feel like Halo to him. And so he had them kind of yep. soft reboot the the campaign design. There's things, cause there's even, you can even see there's hooks in the game now. Uh, and I can't remember if Schreier ever kind of alluded to this, but even talking no, to this, like people- this has been, It has been spoken of before. Even, even Joe himself has said that he has cut things out. Please continue, yeah. you're absolutely right, yes. Yeah, so like when people like talk about that that year, it's like it wasn't just it wasn't just like it actually wasn't adding content. If if you look back at jo, if Joe Staten's like, um, go watch the the making of Halo Two. I thought that was an interesting thing. I watched that oh, you know before the launch. Yeah, and and basically like he said in that last year, they got to a point where he's like. All right, we're cutting all this stuff. We're going to make sure this feels like Halo, and this is fun. And we're just and, and we're going to we're going to slim down what we know we can make you know great. And I think that's what his his kind of style as a leader. Now he didn't get into super duper specifics ever, but you can kind of you, you could kind of read through between the lines what what he said with what other developers who've been on the project have said. You know, they said every time a new lead came in, they kind of changed the vision for the game, and that was one of the issues they had. Um, and, and to your point, Wandering Dutch, yes, uh, it, you know, has Halo had leadership issues? It has, um, and I think that stuff's all kind of like out in the open now. Um, you know, even like Josh Holmes who left, uh, when he left, he was, he, you know, he was a former uh, lead for for the game, and he said, like, he did a uh, interview on a podcast, and I don't remember which one it was. I, I could not find it again, uh, but he was talking about like both for four and five, you know, for half the development cycle, the leads couldn't agree on the vision and the direction, and then they got stuck. They had this big scope, and then they were forced to kind of like really narrow it down to get it done by the deadline. That happened for four and five, and then you had the same leads carry over. And so, yeah, could you say? Um, there was there was mistakes made. I think absolutely. The thing I would ask people though is like just to kind of consider, you know, that Joseph Save came in months before the game was supposed to originally launch. He mm -hmm. did have a different vision for making this feel like a Halo game, and um, and he and and just kind of seeing his his history, I kind of. Now I'm making assumptions, right? I'm trying to just connect the dots. But my assumption right now, and this, again, this is without any any hard evidence, is that again he took he said, you know, instead of more, you know, quantity, we're going to try to focus on these things and get these things right. And if we have yeah. to take longer, we're going to do that. And I and I think that, and he's even said, hey, we're going slower than we want to. Uh, I, and so I would say, like the 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 scorecard on him as a leader is still you know, incomplete, right? So I, I can't say if they have good or bad leadership today. I, I, I'm happy that they have him because uh, so, I, I, he knows the OBM, franchise, but yeah, yeah. Can I ask a quick question of you, specifically you, based on what you're saying now and knowing mm. how much of a big Halo fan that, that I know you are, 
is there some place in you that wishes that that vision of the prior team was fully realized and, and Statham was not allowed to come and chop it up? Because isn't nope. there, wouldn't it have been something there? Maybe. Maybe it would have been complete. But, you know, that whole map might have been full. It, it, it might have been full. I, say. I, I, I just think so, again, like, going back to the campaign the second time you can definitely mm -hmm. see some of the flaw or some of the things missing right you can see that hey there was no scarab fight this time there's no snow levels you know you didn't get the mm -hmm. biome changes like some of this stuff does stand out um but at the end of the day like the foundation for it is so good and i think that they made the right choice not to to get convoluted with you know rpg mechanics and you know like not now like you can do that stuff i think Again, I think the, the goal was to kind of like, let's nail it for the, the Halo S Halo fans out the gate, and then we can kind of build on it. So maybe the next time they do, maybe now they can bring in RPG mechanics, they can bring in crafting or experiment with a DLC, right? Because it's a lot easier to do that with some sort of side thing that's an ODST type of, you know, drop of content than it is with the with the base game. So now I think um, this is just me and I, and, and people that I game with disagree. <laughs> There's some people that actually don't want, didn't want state and, 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 and don't, and, and wish that they would have continued with Halo five uh, and just, you know, said, screw all you guys and just kept going in their direction. And I understand the thinking there, but I, I but I think, uh, you know, I think it's, if, you, if you're going to try to bring everybody, I think you first need to nail the base. Uh, and that's what they tried to do. Um, and, and, and for me, again, selfishly, I just, I, I really liked the tone, the identity that the campaign had and the overall yeah. loop, uh, was probably as good as it's loved been. It. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Now, now it is hollow in areas, right? Like there, yeah. you can tell, like you can build more onto it. Um, but I would rather start there with a really, really, really good foundation and core and, you know, and then just build off, then you can kind of like experiment off of that. And they got that. So, so no, I, I, I don't regret that. I'm glad they got him. I'm glad they got Max. Uh, I'm glad they're stealing some of Marty's tunes and just remixing them, <laughs> you know, you know, like they're, they're doing that now you can, now you, I think you can start to, you know, expand your horizons, like I said earlier. So leadership, I would just say incomplete, um, but they, but people need to keep in mind, they changed over the multiplayer lead. They changed over, you know, state and basically oversees the whole game. Bonnie doesn't make those decisions on how the campaign direction goes. In fact, from what I heard from somebody left is that was one of her problems is that she let the leads come in and go, oh, I don't like this. And they would do something completely different. And then the next lead would come in and say, oh, I don't like this and do something completely different. So she's always, she's given them to maybe too much autonomy, but yeah. I think people believe in Staten and I think he, he does have a vision uh, and I think he's going to stick with that and not really, you know, I think a lot of what they had in the past where you had these creatives that couldn't get on the same page can now be rectified, right? Like this is what we're gonna start and um, give them a chance. Now I do think they still need a live service person. I think they, uh, the guy they had went to Bungie. Uh, so they don't have that in play. I don't know if they do, they haven't announced it. And that, you know, I still think they might go through some growing pains with, you know, how do we, how do we pace this stuff out? Because they have a lot in the works a lot of huge things in the works. Yep. But with the live service, you can't just go, we're going to drop a big thing every year and a half, <laughs> right? You got you to gotta figure out how to pace yourselves. And I think they're trying to figure that out. So that could still be an issue. Well, I, I am going to say this. Bringing in certain affinity uh, is a major step in the right direction. Kay Asante, you, you've been shaking your head almost since the, the start of the, uh, the episode because 
Um, mm -hmm. You obviously are a fan of their work. They have made some of the most iconic maps in the Halo history. Um, mm -hmm. Indeed. And, and real quick, I just kind of want to throw this out there to the people. I, I see some people that are like, uh, well, you know, why are you guys talking about Halo again? Look, here's the thing. This is this is news. Uh, it's, it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it, there hasn't been a whole bunch of news, but you can't tell me uh, certain affinity making uh, um, um, a battle royale isn't news. It, it, and and if we're boring you, I apologize for that because that's not <laughs> what we're supposed to do. We're here to entertain, but that's what you're getting tonight. Uh, you're getting Halo talk because it is a hot subject. Uh, it's one of my favorite subjects to talk about. We have a Halo expert in One Bad Mother here. Just and, blame it on me, Boom. Just just say it's it's all One Bad Mothers. But my ex used to do know, it, and it worked out for her yeah, for a no, while. It, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> but you know, Kay Asante, honestly, mm -hmm. I, I really want to get your opinion. Because you and I, and very much similar to what Chris B. and Wandering and One Bad Mother have said, we have been... Uh, a little finger pointy towards 343. And, and listen, you know, the righteous mm -hmm. smoke, as you like to call it, has Indeed. been earned. Let's, oh, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's call a spade a spade. Uh, there's, you know, good friends of the show of Steezy Bones mm -hmm. in, in, in the chat. He says, we're six months past launch. And, yep. well, let, me call, yep. uh, let, me, let me pull it up. He says, we are six months past launch. The devs know they missed the mark on content by now. And yep. this is someone that plays the game. So he is in absolutely entitled to his opinion, same as I and same, same as everyone on here. And we, we don't go and we don't poop on them. We, we, that's not what we do here. We have constructive conversations like we're having tonight. But there's a couple of questions that I do have for you. Um, certain Affinity, you're a fan of. Them making exclusive Battle Royale content, I think, is huge because it's what the, the IP needs. I'm hoping... That they uh, that 343, and I say they uh, 343 can figure it out and get the content. Uh, because obviously season two isn't going to be just what we're getting, they're going to continue to drop. It's it's coming in light, folks. That that's a reality. Uh, and a lot of people, when they announced what it was coming into the battle pass, were disappointed. I was one of them, uh, for sure. Um, especially on the big team battle uh, aspect, I expected at least three maps, we're getting one. So Ooh, yeah, yes. that that is a little light. That is yeah. kind of light. So, yeah, so what what do you what let, let, let's talk about a certain affinity? Get your opinion mm -hmm. on them doing the battle royale mode. You know the word need has been used quite often. I think that Halo Infinite needs it. Some people, okay. OBM says no, they they actually don't need it. They would be fine, but mm -hmm. it's good that they're having it. Where, where do you kind of fall in the conversation? Um. Okay. So first and foremost, about certain affinity. I mean, if you are a Halo game fan of any stripes, then hearing the name Certain Affinity and or Max Hoberman should have you jump in and out of your chair because yeah. that should be the sign that brings you that confidence. Because as, as that's why I, my plan was to say, when it's my turn to speak, I'd say what they said, everything they said. Exactly. Like, you know, he's, they've been in there since day one. Max Hoberman, like, commands respect in, in, in any Halo multiplayer circle he walks into because... Every all the best maps were, um, were his lead, were his initiatives, you know. So even after he left and started his own studio, he still works with Microsoft. Still continues to make great maps. Made Black Ops maps, if you if you, you guys didn't know, uh, Halo Reach maps, if you guys didn't know, you know, Combat Evolved, Halo Four, you know, a bunch of different games. Even Master Chief Collection, of course, as well as Halo Five. So they've really not left uh, the Halo franchise ever. They are part and parcel of the Halo experience. 
So if anybody is questioning, oh, why why do they have to bring certain affinity? If they didn't bring certain affinity on board, I'd be then a little concerned. I yep. want them to always reach out to Max Hoberman because from jump, they, they created that formula that everybody knows and loves that, you know, anytime you try to add a little little sprinkling of something new to it, people get people complain. That formula was part and parcel built with the help of Max Overman. So if you bring him in, that should bring a side of confidence. Now, do I think that there's a problem with 343 and, the, you know, that the, the whole where we are now? Yeah, you know, I, I completely agree with with, with everybody's assertion uh, with everybody's uh, uh, assertion of the situation right now. Uh, I, for one, was one like you said we were giving them mad righteous smoke in the in the past. I, for one, for the for the single player alone, uh, was turned around on it. Right after they came out and I played that whole single player, I was like, okay, they 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 finally turned it out. To me, they have stepped out of the shadows of three of a uh, bunch. We both right? said that, correct? Yes. You know, I for one was like, oh yeah, they they struck gold. They did a great job. You can see where cuts were made. You can see it. You can see where the map was not utilized, but initially was planned to be utilized, right? Mm -hmm. And even when you saw it, and and nothing else was was spoken about it, Statham just came out and said it to you. He told it to you in that really long interview he did with uh, with Ryan McCaffrey. You know, like basically in the nicest way possible, he went. You know, they I came. I saw they were doing something great, but it wasn't really Halo, so I cut it apart and made it Halo, right? So I love what they have. They've shown the moment to moment is amazing. The yep. addition of the grappling sh grapple shot is is you know a godsend, right? So mm -hmm. I I take nothing away from the work he's done, but I also am one of those who wanted to see what three four three was going with. You know, it may have turned into that cyberpunk situation where they needed to delay it again and don't, right? But still, at the end of the day, there is a universe where 343 was allowed to let their vision shine, and it would have possibly been a Breath of the Wild-type clone situation that may have been weird and cool. Who knows? We will never know that mm -hmm. world, right? So I'm okay with where we are, but I, I do I do agree with the, with the consensus that, at least from a managerial standpoint, we might need to kind of, you know, rethink or re pay, pay a bit closer attention because... Honestly, like everyone has said on the panel here, and right, rightfully so, the fact that we're so many months removed, and there's never, there hasn't even been an attempt to kind of fake the funk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know, when when Xbox drops a game or when a game slips, all of a sudden, hey, here's this amazing Game Pass drop. Forget about the fact that the game slipped, right? They they kind of you know slip it in there. Halo's done. It's out. They haven't even tried to fake the funk, right? They, they're just like, we don't have it. Sorry, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you're gonna have to deal with that until they do have it, right? So eventually, it'll get it'll be, get back on track. I'm pretty sure it'll it'll be as massive as it continues to be. But yeah, I, I hope that they are taking a closer look at what's going on in the background there in in management because there are teams half the size that churn out content quicker than these guys do right and it's great to allow the team to do what they want to do right and allow them to let their creative vision shine right i'm i'm all for that but you know let, let's 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 give credit to something that we sometimes hate on let's be a little bit sony here you know but let's crack the whip just a tiny bit because sometimes that's necessary just a little bit to keep things on track and it seems like they've allowed folks to you know, and it's not just this, right? We we've heard a few dribs and drabs from other reports as well, from other studios as well. Uh, they are a victim of their own success. They've been allowed to be so magnanimous with their studios that they're now kind of being a little bit 
fat on the hog, as it were, or seemingly, right? even though probably in the background, that is not what's happening at all, at all. I'm sure that is not what's happening at all. But that's the perception that's being brought into the, into the into the sphere. So hopefully, you know, some 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 vocal public changes happen to to, to kind of bring confidence to the to the to the halo uh, folks saying, hey, you know, we're confident now. Look at us. We're going to start hitting deadlines, right? But by and large, I don't think it's gloom and doom. That's my that's what I, what I'll say for. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't think it's gloom and doom. I, I think no. that uh, that bringing Staten in, for me personally, I was definitely for it. I think that he has brought um, definitely some uh, well-needed focus to a project that is just massive. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and look, uh, look, I, I'm going to say this right now. Halo is the the most important IP for uh, for for Microsoft, it is the Xbox. first billion mm-hmm. dollar IP for video mm-hmm. gaming. Yeah. True, true, true. Yes. So, so, so it it it, ha- it cannot be stated any 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 more stoutly that this needs to be fixed. It, it manage whatever managerial crap is going on. You know what? Fix your shit. Pardon my French. <laughs> hey, hey, get and, your and, trash and, in order, boy. <laughs> I, for one, will also, before I, I hand off the mic, I, for one, will not stand any Halo TV show slander. Is it the same as the main uh, as the no. main uh, uh, canon? Heck no. You're but only saying that because I'm you're loving you're it. Only I want action. I want action. I'm not in there far as much as I should be, but the show is still good. Without it, I'm, I'm you cannot start it. that show Next the way you did, FDW. and then Next and then the Chiefs, do what FDW. you've done I'm sorry. for the past three episodes. Like, come yeah. on, yeah. I mean, you cannot start Look, that show the way. I will you agree did. with you, Crispy. I'll agree you with you that, that they started it one way. It's time they, for if, yes. if if I'll tell you right now, if mm-hmm. if you know in the next three days, mm-hmm. if that doesn't hit me and say I got action mm-hmm. for this episode, I'm going to be put off. I'm going to be done. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with yeah. you. So, and well, and if you are put off, I don't think you you'll be faulted for doing so because, yeah, it seems like they kind of they kind of went wink wink nudge nudge come here all Halo fans, but instead they're kind of serving the book and cerebral crowd more I, than I the under, the other side. Like like look, I look at it this way. I understand that they're flushing out the characters, but mm-hmm. for the love of God, like can we have some action in between? Yeah. Can we have more than just like slip space and stuff like that? Can we have that? Can we well, can we, listen, can we have, what I, what, can we what have I wanted, Chief stopping some yes, you know, elite? You, you definitely like, want to see him pick up an energy sword and cut somebody in half. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt about it. But listen, what I want I want to read the that couple super chats that come in, then we're gonna get to topic number two. Uh Danny Passion Official says uh, after dropping a two dollar super check, any other topic after Halo? Uh, hey, uh, uh, hello to the panel. No, uh, well, hello to you as well, brother. And yes, we are actually going to get into topic number two right now. Uh, Silent Cipher, good friend of the program, he drops a wow, a very generous $20 super chat and says, Hoping the future of Halo content is as awesome as this evening's panel. Well, thank you for the compliment, brother. He says, Always a pleasure hanging out with you legends thank you for filling my monday evenings with the fun the fun game conversations well thank you for the compliment brother definitely that is pretty awesome of you to say but thank you for the very very nice generosity i do want to talk about uh some some uh some well some square enix let's talk about square enix for a second um they bet on platinum games 
uh, earlier this year with the release of Babylon's Fall. Uh, and yes, that game has fallen. Uh, folks, we have it reported by Eurogamer that the concurrent global player count dropped below 10 people over the weekend on PC. Lawbreakers. Uh, so, yeah, uh, law, lawbreaker numbers. Uh, for a game that requires multiplayer, eight people were playing it. Uh, they said 10. I would, I'd want, they would, but in the, in the actual report, uh, it was eight people. So that is part of the bigger story. But we have to talk about Square Enix's president, Yosuke Matsuda. And this is what he had to say. And I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. He says um, that if Japanese developers uh, imitate Western games, they will not be able to be produced as good ones, which I thought was pretty, pretty, uh, a, a pretty a kick to the balls if you are a fan of Western style games versus, because a lot of people, you know, for, for, I mean, let's be, let's, let's be fair. Not everyone likes JRPGs. I like them. I like Japanese style games because I've been gaming for so many years that I used to import everything. And that's probably why I still love them as much as I did back in the days. Um, but in a report coming from us bounding into comics, um, Matsuo opened up the interview via Deep L and said, and he had this to say, as it, as it is said that people are creatures of play, uh, and without ent- entertainment, I believe that the mind would die, which I thought, again, it's, it's, it's you know, it, it probably was uh, translated because uh, it's a little wacky. But he says this, our jobs is to continue to inv- innovate the fun in entertainment. So what is interesting um, is that he thinks that if they try to uh, imitate what Western developers are doing their games are not going to be as good as they are. Now, I, I bring this, I bring up this particular topic because if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I was in the camp of we should, and I say we, I say that, and I'm, I don't work for Xbox. Xbox should bring in Platinum Games to to further their push into the Japanese region uh, with Tango Gameworks. And after seeing Babylon's fall, I I have completely 180'd on that. I I don't think, in fact, that is uh, what they should do in regards to uh, acquisitions in that region of the world. Uh, Babylon's fall, I don't know if anyone played it. It's not a good game. Uh, I haven't played it. I've only seen it. There was a demo. I didn't even bother trying it. And now we have information know uh, that less than uh, less than 10 people specifically eight people were playing on a game that only launched a month ago um and i and i and i kind of want to do talk, bring in acquisition talk into this because this is a hot to- uh, hot uh, topic it's one that uh, is never going to go away it's it, i i feel like the activision deal kind of handcuffed microsoft into where they are now uh where they they're kind of stuck they can't make moves. Everyone else is making moves, but they can't because the Activision Blizzard deal is that big. Um, and, and I want to talk about Platinum Games specifically. Um, after seeing what happened with Babylon's Fall, and here's Keosante back. Uh, he had to step away for a hot second. Uh, I'll go first to Crispy Bomb. Do you want to see Platinum Games uh, potentially join Xbox Game Studios after what has happened with their last couple of releases? Absolutely not, and I don't want Square to either. 
So, yeah, I, I, that's, neither that's, of them. They're so indecisive at this point. I feel like Square is just testing the market at this point. You know, they, they released Babylon's Fall. Well, you know, Sony needs multiplayer games. So why not? It, it's it's almost like Sony's getting like half of what you know Square's able to do because at the end of the day, they're the publisher at that point. They're publishing the game, so they're they're you know your copies it goes directly to them and then they distribute the money and and they've done this people who can fly i mean outriders outriders looks far more successful there's still people playing this game and it's far more than 10 i'm sorry so it's the game pass effect let's think about it okay xbox gamers gravitate towards multiplayer that i'm not saying every xbox gamer is a multiplayer gamer what i'm saying is is that they gravitate towards multiplayer and why not have these multiplayer games well clearly outriders ain't dead even though it launched horribly and it it's not apparently it's it's a fixed game now now it's fixed but but i'll tell you right now anybody talking trash about it no it's kind of crazy think about it everybody jumps on xbox these are the multiplayer games are just they play better, they work better. You you find friends easier. You don't need Discord, people. <laughs> Trust me, you don't need Discord. Okay. I don't use Discord because I don't need it. I, I, I play the Twitters, the Facebooks, and I play Xbox Live. Because you know what? I can join whoever I want as long as they leave it open. That's up to them. You know what I mean? You don't have to disturb nobody. You don't have to make people feel awkward. You just they just say, "Hey, I, I just want to be with who I invite." You know what I mean? It, it it's it's an ecosystem and we understand how to play with each other and we understand how to enjoy games together. And I think some PlayStation gamers have no clue what that's about. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're unfortunately for PlayStation, uh a lot of their very very famous multiplayer games from back in the days uh they they have not reached into that cookie jar and pulled them out i'm talking about like socom would be a great way to have uh it's been long enough i mean they should do it they really should do it like like you could even make it like a socom like you know like black ops type thing you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like you could do some some wild stuff with that with that idea. You know, Crispy, the reason why I brought up Platinum Games, the reason why I specifically brought up Square Enix is I just checked their market cap value. I checked it before. It has not moved. Uh, they've, they've been on the decline a bit. $4.90 billion is what the market cap for that, uh, that um, Square Enix is worth right now. They really took it on the chin with this... Um, this game from Platinum. There's no doubt about it. And we are hearing, and I have heard this from uh, from several people who will rena- uh, na- remain nameless because, you know, I, I, the, the conversations I have behind the scenes, especially on stuff like this, I don't want to put anybody out there. Uh, Square Enix uh, is rumored to be purchased by Sony in the coming weeks. I, I don't know how true that is. This is what I've heard from numerous people that I talk to on a daily basis. They are currently worth, uh, again, just under $5 billion. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, and I'm, I'm not trying to well, be disrespectful here. Uh, I, I don't know if Sony is in the position to purchase them with that kind of money okay. because they just invested a billion dollars. I just, I just want to say that. Quick, quick question, Boom. Before, before you continue, I don't, I don't mean to derail, but just a quick question because Everborn isn't here, so I have to channel him. 
how many weeks must go by before we start throwing that fraud alert signal on those all those people who said they are, they are being purchased? I'm sorry, continue. No, hundred percent. No, listen, I I I I have a, a lot of people DMing me regarding it, and of I, course, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. They probably don't really know, and I don't know either because no one. How are we going to know about a multi-billion-dollar corporation deal? As 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 the as primetime gaming, how am I going to have that information and not get sued into oblivion? Right, I, I, I'm not going to have that information. So it's just an assumption. This is what we're hearing, um, and uh, I, I mean personally, my my only concern with that deal, and 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 Kaysante and I have talked about this, and I'll get the uh, the the panel's opinion. Uh, I have a real concern for Crystal Dynamics. Uh, I want them to become Microsoft first party. Uh, I've been saying that I've been banging that drum since they, they it was announced that they were working on Perfect Dark, and if they don't, if they get bought up by Sony, I'm going to be pretty pissed. I'm not even going to lie about it. Um, but uh, Crispy, to bring it back to you before we bring in one bad mother about this. Uh, I mean, how, how do you feel uh, potentially about a Sony acquisition? Of of Square Enix, I mean, because a lot of people say, why pay for the milk from the cow when you when you when you're getting it for free? Why why buy the farm when you're getting the milk from free from the cow, which is what they're getting? They're getting all of the they're getting two year exclusives out the yin yang. Why buy them? And and my combat to that is, well, I think that Sony might be afraid that someone else might buy them, like like a ten cent, right? Um, uh, would come in and and purchase them, and then they're pretty much out of luck, so to speak. What what, what are your thoughts on that? Boom. Yes, sir. The only reason why Sony would buy Square Enix right now is for Final Fantasy. And that is all. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe. No, no, definitely. Trust me. I, I, I know people upon people that still play that game religiously. Um, It's one of those phenomenons that went from... 20 years ago to today and still continues to enamor people. I that is the only reason Sony Sony has to have an IP like that. It's almost like that gears are halo. I mean, you could say what you want. People love the the single player, but you know, the multiplayer keeps you coming back. And Gears and Halo have been doing it for decades. Okay? You know what I mean? So let's be honest here. We're not talking about something that's, you know, easy to swallow, but Bungie acquisition, all these things that are Sony's doing, they're they're completely going towards multiplayer. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, in June, we're going to see a few more single player games than we're used to. Just yeah. to, you know, kind of say, hey, Sony... You know, Sony Extremis. How about this? How's this look? Hellblade 2 blew people's minds. It blew my mind. Sorry. That shit looked amazing. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, is this a game or a movie? You know what I mean? Like, the, the way the voices were going. Like, I had the headphones on. I was like, man, this is, this is something special right here. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. Like, God of War is probably going to be great. But, I mean, that's that's your pillar. That's your pillar. Hellblade 1 is an amazing game to a lot of people. But guess what? Hellblade 2 is about to blow people's minds. Yeah. You know no, I'm, I'm, yeah. Starfield, 
is probably going to blow people's minds. Because you know what? I'll tell you right now. If I were a gamer, I'd want to go for gold. And Phil Spencer, I'll tell you right now, he's sitting there like, okay, we see you. We, we got this big old box, and it's available now. Let's go. Hey, we haven't come out with a triple-A a game in a while, but you came out with two, and, man, we're selling more. Mm. Yeah, no, no, 100%. Uh, I, I, I agree. Again, it's going to be very interesting to see, but – one bed mother, you obviously work with John and Nick, and John and, and obviously Nick uh, is is the master. He has a lot of connections. The Square Enix rumor has been uh, running rampant for a while, uh, and uh, again, the reason why I I brought up the uh, Babylon Falls because that is another published game that they took on the chin. They lost a lot of money on that game. Mm-hmm. Platinum did not deliver. Oh, the game is terrible. Uh, it's probably going to go. It's it's going to win a, win an award for one of the worst games of the year. Um, <laughs> and uh, the more and more, like I said, I talked about this in the opening. Everything is becoming more and more expensive. Game design is becoming ex- extremely ex- uh, exp- you know expensive. I don't necessarily know how uh, hurting for money Square Enix is, but I would imagine that you keep putting out one loss after another, and they have Forsaken coming. Forsaken is a new IP. I, I again launching only on uh, I, I think it's on PC as well as uh, uh, as uh, as PlayStation exclusive. So it is releasing on two platforms rather than just the PlayStation Five. Uh, so they they could make some money. I mean, you know, bringing some players that way. Do you see Square Enix joining uh, SIE after all the investments they've they've recently made? Remember, they bought seven studios in eighteen months, and they just invested a billion dollars into uh epic games do they have the cash to drop because it's not going to be five billion it's probably going to be closer to seven with all of the extra market uh value that comes in the back end of a deal do they have seven billion dollars to drop i mean it, it might even be more than that there you, you, you know the market's kind of heated up and there's a premium on that and you know the one thing yeah, else premium as it could be closer to 10. i mean it could, you, guys yeah. are, you guys are also not considering the final fantasy that's on pc that's like burning up the charts that also like brings their value higher it, that was going to say console that, space. Yeah. yes please continue yep. no 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 you're right you know you're right it, it you know i i stole everything uh the last time case on so jump in there and steal a few <laughs> okay. things <laughs> no, I, I think i think you're, you're gonna say exactly what i think you're gonna say so please continue go ahead <laughs> well, probably not whatever born is gonna say because he, he'd want me to say well why why are we talking about square enix we need to be talking about microsoft and Sega. no but um <laughs> going back to, to square enix i mean could sony yeah i mean th- what people don't understand is like like they did come out last year or some point and they did say like hey this is what we're budgeting and they uh, for the whole company um i do think that after the microsoft abk they probably they probably talked about whether they needed to be more aggressive uh, i wouldn't be surprised if they were I, i'm not an insider i don't know but but you, you have to factor that's at least a possibility um and then they're like a lot of people get get caught up with like how much cash on hand do they have um they have pretty good like for 
for people that are into like accounting for business accounting, they have pretty good ratios that allow them to leverage themselves and, and borrow money if they wanted to. They could make a they could make a big purchase if they really wanted to be that aggressive and go out there and get them. Uh, but the first thing I'll say though about the rumors, <laughs> you know, like I heard the rumors, uh, you know, what was it from software a few weeks ago, and I was like, they sound really good and convincing. But the thing is, like, it, it, generally, like when that stuff leaks, you're usually within hours of those things being coming to fruition, not, you know, not weeks. Uh, t companies talk all the damn time. Um, we, if anybody watched uh, over the weekend, the Xbox Era show, you know, uh, we had that they, rise, we, man. That was a great show, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It freeze like Mr. Freeze. I used to say fries too. <laughs> But yeah, like uh, at, you know, at Freeze is on there, and you know they they asked him about acquisitions that got away, and he talked about a couple of them. He mentioned Westwood. I don't know if anybody here remembers yeah, them. That. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you know they're a big PC uh, developer back in the day, and uh, also mentioned Blizzard was on the table, and both of those deals he thought he had them in the bag, and one of them like. Literally, he went on vacation thinking he was going to come back 10 days later and it'd be in the bag and somebody else bought it. Um, so really, those deals can fall through right up into the last day. Uh, so even when they're talking and, you know, both interested, it does it, it, these things can be difficult to make happen. Um, Square Enix is not a company that overall is in a bad position. They do, like Keisante did say, they have Final Fantasy XIV. It's an MMO. That is making ridiculous money for them. Yes, and I and I think Jeff Grubb even alluded to it. Like I think that thing makes more money than almost all these things put together. What they're trying to do, <laughs> what they're trying to do with a lot of these games is just diverse. You know, something that ABK needed to do and never really did, and that's diversify. Like not get so reliant, putting all your eggs in you know the Final Fantasy basket. Uh, they do also have. Dragon Warrior, by the way, but you know, but for the most part, it's like within a couple Japanese, two Japanese RPGs, and you know, like and it's smart to try to figure out if you can find some other, you know, bangers. <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Bad would love that. Um, <laughs> you know, that something else that kind of to so you, so that again, you're not as, a, as much at risk. So, you know, could Square Enix sell? Yeah, do, do they need to? Probably not. They have they have a cash cow they're sitting on, and and, and could continue to for a while and continue to ride this market out which is you know one thing i've said to like others too it's like I, i'm not looking at it as much from a rumor standpoint as much as i would look at it from uh just the business and economic standpoint like but uh you know uh, bethesda made a lot of sense if you think about you know their the, their owner wanted to retire wanted to sell uh, they kind of hit a wall with their single-player games and were struggling to pivot to branch out, right? Uh, ABK made a lot of sense just because, you know, as we've probably seen with, you know, stuff that's come out recently, they, um, you know, they, they were in, they're they in big trouble in terms of they're struggling to hire talent. They're struggling to really get out yep. of this, this. They're backed into a corner, right? And, and when you're a big company that's a public corporation that that is really running out of opportunity to to grow uh quickly then you know then that that's a that's a bad spot to be in it's you know people invest in companies so that they can make more money because you grew and uh so they were backed in the corner and square enix i don't think they are i don't think capcom is even sega i think wants to try their hand at some of this you know metaverse slash nft crap and you know which makes me sad but i i think they're going to take a swing and maybe they'll fail before they actually you know 
do something. So I would be surprised um, only because of their Square Enix's position. Um, it doesn't mean it can't happen. I mean, Sony could like really leverage themselves, and they could maybe pay a you know a quite an amazing a premium that that you know the investors just can't turn down. So that, that that's always a possibility. Uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, but to the point that he was saying about the the Eastern developers copying Western developers, I think you can work that both ways. I wouldn't, as much as I, you know, I'm really looking forward to Starfield. I, I wouldn't want to see uh, Bethesda Softworks try their hand at a Japanese RPG. Oh, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. Right, and I think that's all that is. Is that I think when you start chasing trends, you start going outside of the things that that you know your developers are passionate about, the things that they know. Uh, that they become experts in, you know, you're sometimes that's sometimes, you know, their talents don't carry over. We even saw that with Bethesda, even even going from, you know, single to multiplayer games. Right. We saw some of those struggles they had. And um, and so like so. So I see Japanese companies trying to try to chase those trends being, you know, also a bad idea for them. They need to probably do what they do best. And on your question for platinum, yeah, I think Microsoft should get them. Uh, not because they're they're amazing right now, uh, but because I think it's a good place for the Microsoft to start. They, I don't think they're going to start. This is again not based on rumors or anything. Just me trying to use economics. Well, platinum and, came right out and said, "Hey, we we we, yeah. we would entertain uh, someone purchasing the studio." Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. First of all, they want they want to sell. They're in a corner, right? Just like with other ones we we talked about that we're kind of backed into this corner financially, or you know, based on the market. They are one of those companies that's struggling to figure out what their place is in this this market. That yeah, does favor a lot of gas games, and they they've never been really good at that stuff. So um, I think they'd be perfect for a subscription uh, and getting back to just their basics of what they've always been good at. And I also think for Microsoft, it, it's probably best for them, you know, I, I think it's best for them in Japan where they they really don't understand the market and they don't have, you know, a lot of expertise in terms of, you know, a lot of history with development. I mean, they had a little bit with Lost Odyssey and things like that, but they don't have a lot of it. And I think they probably need to start small and get comfortable, make a presence, you know, show Japan, you know, Japan that they're serious so that developers want to you know, stay at those companies that they purchase. And uh, I think picking something smaller that they can try to build up would make sense. So I, yeah, I think a, a, a platinum probably might be a win-win because platinum can, can go back and just say, uh, we're just going to go back to our single player, you know, our Bayonetta oh, type of games. Yeah. 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 And just put them on game pass. And, uh, and that's what Microsoft needs right now. Right. They need more of that stuff there. And well, I think that could be a good match. For it. One, one of the, one of the things you, oh, you always see, whether you be in a chat, whether you be, uh, just on the, on, on the socials, people want JRPG type games, uh, yeah. to, to come to Xbox. And I, I, I don't, I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that, you know, having a, a plethora of different genres uh, for Xbox Game Pass is incredibly important, and it's going to bring more people to the service. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's, in, in conclusion, yeah, I, I think there's a win-win there. Uh, I, I think Platinum is, is struggling right now, like other companies have, that were very good at making, you know, good single-player games for years, and uh, and then this market kind of flipped over, and everybody wants to play <laughs> the battle royales like we just talked about for over an hour. And uh, and 
you know, and, and I think, you know, subscriptions are probably a really good place for some of these companies. Uh, and there's going to be other, you know, people trying to buy them. So, I mean, it, it might not be a Microsoft. Maybe Sony says, you know, we want to get you for like when we want to go in this direction too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah, not good stuff. I'm wondering, Josh, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, the running rumor for, for what seems like weeks, and you saw it yourself, is that Square Enix uh, may be in the position uh, to sell to Sony. Uh, I, my, my, I listen. I could care less. I'm going to be honest with you because I'm not a big fan of. I I don't race out to buy a new Square game. Uh, and by the way, shout out to who was it over here? I uh, the Fifth Horseman. As he said, Forsaken. Actually, I misspoke. It's actually Forspoken that that I was talking about. So thank you for the for the correction on that, Fifth Horseman. Um, my only concern with that and 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 KSant and I have talked about this exclusively uh that uh I have a concern for crystal dynamics like I I really want to see crystal dynamics become first party for a multitude of reasons and uh, one of the games that they were uh pivotable in making was Rise of the Tomb Raider so one of my favorite games of last gen uh if they could uh become Xbox first party I think that that would be one of those teams that could deliver uh, one of those over-the-shoulder, story-driven type of games that you find on Sony that a lot of Xbox gamers want to see delivered to that console. Uh, so that's my only concern. I, I could care less whether or not Sony uh, added them because most of their games I'm not buying anyway, so it, it wouldn't matter to me. But Wandering Dutch, what, what are your thoughts on uh, on um, Platinum Games uh, specifically? You know, th- th- their recent failings. Uh, it hasn't been good for them. They're struggling, like one bad mother said. Uh, I again, I was real, real high on adding them, and now I don't know so much. And then, what are your thoughts on the the, the new rumor? The new rumor coming, and you've you've seen this on the socials that Square Enix is going to become first party for Sony. Yeah, um, you know where it is. It for Sony, it makes sense. Um, as you've mentioned, though, it's, they've they've pretty much got Final Fantasy down in lock and key anyway. Um, so on another side, it doesn't quite make sense. It depends on whether they think, should we keep splurging the money every year, two years, three years for exclusivity for, or timed ex, timed ex, I use that loosely, timed exclusivity for Final Fantasy franchises. Um, Which is BS because they're two years and above. But <laughs> yeah, or, or do we just buy the house and 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 ensure that we don't have to spend continuously on timed exclusivity going forward anyway. Um, so instead of just continuing to splurge out on these agreements, which are tens of millions of pounds, in order to ensure that that franchise remains on your console for a, a very elongated period of time, as we've seen with both Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy XIV, both of which are still apparently at some point coming to the Xbox. I have very large doubts now. Um, that that is going to occur. Um, um, it it makes sense for Sony. Um, on on the flip side, you mentioned Platinum as well before there. Um, Platinum will go through a bit of a rough spot. Um, but um, I think they've got a lot of. They do have a great franchise in Nier that I think they should really look to uh, expand going forward. Nier Replicant was a great remake of of the original Nier. Um, Near Automata was that did very well for fantastic. them. Yeah, it was yeah. very well received. Um, and I think they needed focus really for for Platinum. That is potentially their their Final Fantasy esque um, 
should we say, universe that they can explore and expand on. And I think they need to do that as, as Platinum Games as well as potentially looking into other things. But um, for for Square, um, it's strange because I still believe, and I'm sure a lot of people will understand this, that they're probably going to ship off their Western division first. Um, yep. And then, then I think Sony will look at the the uh, Asian aspect, i.e., um, the Final Fantasy franchise, really as the as the hallmark key franchise that they're looking to purchase. There, I don't think they, they want them for anything other than that. Um, and if they did get that, it would just really bring them bring Final Fantasy um, back to the secondary home of the franchise. Um, well, the original one was Nintendo, of course. Yeah, it was, and the only reason they moved was because obviously the larger media format um, cartridge wasn't doing it anymore, so they wanted to move over to CD because it had a larger storage for the games in order to create larger worlds. Um, so that's that's the reason for the move in the first place. Of course, ever since then, all the way up until PlayStation Two and Three, um, it was completely locked down on on um, PlayStation. Um, then, of course, going to PS4 territory onwards. Um, you're talking then PC, mobile, uh, Xbox, Switch, um, everything really included. They're still going to do mobile. They're still going to do PC. Um, but locking it down to PlayStation again at this point in time, I don't think makes absolutely any difference for anybody on Xbox because, as we've said, outside of Final Fantasy 15 and Strangers of Origins or Strangers of Paradise Origins, whatever it is that come out very recently. Um, mainline franchises have been completely uh, aside from Xbox. They haven't really attempted to even bring it over. Uh, I don't think they are attempting to bring it over at this point either. Um, you're talking about a game that has released and had an expansion already before it's come onto the Xbox. That game's not getting ported. <laughs> yeah. As much as I'd love it to. Um, but at the same time, like I've 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 showed my dissatisfaction at the at the method in which they they want to release Final Fantasy VII anyway as a remake. I don't I, I still dislike the fact that they're cutting it up into many many pieces. Granted, they're expanding on the story, but a lot of that expansion of the story is absolutely meaningless. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it's telling like telling these random side quests about characters I really don't care about, never did care about, like. The remake of the original game would have been great, um, but make it the full game. Don't make us buy four versions or four parts of it at $70 each um, or, or obviously equivalent $90 over here, um, which is just insane. Like I'm, I've got the first one on, on PS. Um, yeah, me but, too. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't finish it. I, I got halfway through it. It's a fantastic game. It is. It is like I say. It's to, personally to me and Final Fantasy fans, as you know, are completely split on this. Some love the fact that it's divided up into sections and, and expanded upon. Others just want the original thing remade. Just <laughs> remake the original game. Don't like mess around with a formula that was beloved. Um, just release what we loved and release it as a as one, <laughs> not in many parts. Um, but that thing, it's. I can see that just the entire Final Fantasy remake just being PlayStation exclusive, to be honest. Um, if they purchased them, I say if, um, it's uh, it's still, 
it's not going to be easy. We know the yes, they have they have their footing in in Japan, of course. We know Sony is obviously a Japanese company, PlayStation is a Japanese company, but shutting down PlayStation Japan or PlayStation Japan Studios, Tokyo Studio, um wasn't going to cement their um their relationships um in their home country to to a great degree. And I think having these discussions with Sony and and Square um, will probably unearth a few more truths to Sony that they've probably lost a little bit of ground over there as well. Um, specifically with this, we see, yes, they're still selling consoles, but the fact that a Western company is actually getting any ground or gaining ground in Asia... Yeah, um, that's a good point. It's volumes. Um, and we know we've seen a lot of a lot more specifically this generation but a lot more um asian gamers going on to on to xbox for the first time but also a lot more asian developers wanting to work with xbox there's a lot more asian games on the marketplace now as well if you have a look across the board well, they have partnered with over 200 in, indie developers in that region as well yeah so that's a super important dimension it's noticeable as well you can you can see that influence on the marketplace if you have a look through it there's a lot of different games there that you wouldn't have had previously because of that partnership um a lot of a lot of japanese horror games there's a lot of japanese horror games i'm baffled by just how many they all love making horror games um (laughs) but yeah it's it's uh, i would say it's probably potentially like 75 percent possibility that an acquisition from sony of square happens within the next year or so. I don't know how soon it would be. I don't even think it's going to be the next couple of weeks. I think no, that, and then do you, do you think that's without the Western developments? Like yeah, uh, without Western developments. Montreal think, and uh, and Crystal uh, D. You think those? Yeah, those I are... think Crystal. I think Crystal D and, and AD, Edos Montreal and and any Western developer working for Square. I think they they're going to be looking to ship them off prior. Yeah, well, they'll make more but, money that way too because Microsoft yeah. sure would pay through the nose for. Both of those studios, even potentially, I know I, I talked about this last week, and a lot of people in in the uh, Mitchy dies a lot says uh, Microsoft Microsoft needs to act quick and get their hands on that Tomb Raider IP. I absolutely agree. I think that would I, be I was mentioning this. Yeah, I was mentioning this um, yesterday as well. Actually, the Tomb Raider IP. Um, there was a, the funny quote, of course, by Square's CEO saying that if they made a Western game, they wouldn't make it good. Um, if you've seen that quote, it was, yeah. it was regarding mm-hmm. Square Enix's Japanese studios making Western games and essentially saying we couldn't make one because we wouldn't make a good one. Um, which believes me, believes me to the, to the fact that if the studio was to separate Crystal D or Edios uh, Montreal, um, they wouldn't keep Tomb Raider because no. they There'd wouldn't be nobody make it. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. And they wouldn't want to make it, so why would they sell that to uh to Microsoft? They, they, you know, it's funny you bring that up, and 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 we'll get more from Kaysante momentarily regarding that. Uh, you yeah. know, one of the things that Phil Spencer said during the interview when uh, when he was asked specifically why did you lock down this to a one year deal, uh, he was very candid about what he said. He says, "Listen, we we don't have our own Nathan Drake. We don't have our own Uncharted. I wish we did." He actually said that, and yeah. uh, I think that I think he's onto something, and I think that. Uh, as great as the Indiana Jones game is probably going to be, the uh, great as great as Joanna Dark is going to be, wouldn't it be pretty damn dope if Tomb Raider was first party? It, it, to bring Laura Croft in and her to be one of the iconic characters that you have in your stable of first party, 
I would throw a ticket tape parade for that. Yeah. Yeah, it would be, it would be huge. And, and like I say, because of those comments specifically from the head of, of Square saying that they wouldn't make a good Western game from their Japanese studios, Tomb Raider is the largest of Western games. <laughs> yeah, one of the biggest. It is, it is one of the original founding 3D action or action adventure games that that released. Um, so it, it that begs the question, of course, if this old Crystal Day and and uh, Eidos Montreal um, would they sell Tomb Raider? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they probably would. would let that go in a heartbeat. They don't care about that. They don't care about any Western games. To be fair, they they are very much in the let's grind out as many stories as we can from the Final Fantasy universe. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you, you make you make a lot of sense, and I and of course I want to bring this into Chaosante, and he'll close out the second topic of the night. Chaosante, uh, you and I have talked exclusively regarding our concerns for Crystal D, but you know, Indeed hearing we have uh, hearing one bad mother, uh, crispy bomb, and wandering Dutch. I I am starting to believe that uh, there's a good chance that uh, that they would come and be uh, would become first party for Microsoft only mm-hmm. because of the investment that Microsoft has made in that team for Perfect mm-hmm. Dark, which is what they're rebooting right now. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, where where do you feel? Because uh, again, the, the comments uh, that we were talking about come from the the head of Square, um, and uh, obviously that's Yos- Yosuke. Matsuda, and he mm-hmm. is the head. He's the president of Square Enix. Uh, he obviously believes that they're going to keep doing what they do with, in regards to making Japanese games. And Tomb Raider yeah. is very Western. There's no doubt about yeah. it. There's nothing Japanese about Tomb Raider at all, except potentially a, a, a location change for the next game. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on on, on the, the 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 talk of the town in in, in the last couple of? I would say you know eight to ten days regarding yeah so so first and foremost like i said before you know i i'm i'm just here you know uh biding my time and and forgive the echo i i I happen to walk into my my house which is now empty of all things so my echo is really loud in this house right now um that's all right that's okay i'm waiting for the week the two weeks the three weeks to pass by to then be able to hand out some of that those fraud alerts to, to those, talking about the big L's that people are the big, get the, to those people because it seems to keep happening and people seem to keep forgetting that it keeps happening there have been many yes it's true it has been acquisition season for Sony they have acquired a lot but none of the ones they acquired were ones that they themselves either the either they themselves like telegraphed it because they accidentally released a, an infographic or something, or it came out of nowhere. That's the only time you heard out, heard of it, right? We haven't seen any of these insiders uh, bring any of this stuff to fruition in any meaningful way. So why do we think that this is going to be different? But you know, uh, let's let's have that that thought that that uh, uh, thought exercise and head it down that path of sure maybe they could get crystal. Uh, crystal uh, um, uh, um, Square Enix as a, as a total, right? Do they have the, the 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 financial capabilities to do that? Of course they do. I believe they definitely do, right? Because just because Microsoft li- likes to be a boss dog handing out cash left and right doesn't mean Sony has to do the same. They could do it in stock and and, and a bunch of different different avenues to be able to equal the same amount that they want to do. So, and as you pointed out, it would be very low 10 if if anything and 10 would be max right that that'd be max and let's be clear 
as you guys have already all already pointed out, since they seem to be very Western, uh, um, Eastern focused, right? They would not be, uh, most likely would not be uh, passing their Western studios along with it, which would then devalue the studio, which would devalue the purchase a little bit. So the their market cap is their market cap with all of it. Tomb Raider and all that combined in it. If they're not selling it with Tomb Raider, and yes, I'm sure, obviously, uh, Final Fantasy XIV prints money and all of that, right? But still, from a value perspective, they no longer have Tomb Raider in the mix. They no longer have Idols Montreal in the mix. They no longer have, you know, a bunch of the stuff that you would want in the mix, right? You know, obviously, somebody else would want to buy all the Eastern studios and that would be valuable to them, but it won't be $10 billion. I don't even think it would be $8 billion, something like that, right? So, obviously, it becomes less lucrative. And as such, Microsoft, uh, uh, Microsoft, Sony can afford it more, right? They, as, as OBM has correctly pointed out, that whole cash on hand narrative, you know, it's, it's a little bit restrictive, but there's a lot more to be done there. If, if the, the company is focused on, yeah, we want this, they can get it if they really wanted it, right? The, there are many options, borrowing and whatnot. And they're a reputable company. They pay their debts. There's no way nobody's going to let them borrow whatever the heck they want to borrow to do something they want to do. So I don't think that's, that's necessarily a thing. But yeah, as, as, as with the rest of you folks, I sincerely, sincerely hope that uh, uh, Crystal Dynamic and, and Eidos Montreal, they, they, they find better homes that value them. Because I still contend, I yep. still to this day contend, there's some strategic bus underthrowing going on there with Crystal yeah. Dynamic. Like there's some, it's, it, it's not out of the kindness of their heart or their being haters or whatever. Every move you make, every time you open your mouth and you say something in this kind of uh, uh, situation where you are the CEO or you're, you're speaking to money men, it's very much with ulterior motives. You're either trying to, trying to prime the pump or you're trying to make them feel confident or whatever. Like This is exactly what happened as soon as Microsoft was said they were going to acquire Activision Blizzard King, right? Uh, 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 Phil Spencer came out. Put on his put on his uh, appeasing the money man hat and started tweeting, you know, and that's what they've been doing ever since, right? They've been trying to appease whether it be the the regulatory bodies or the money men or whatever, right? So the fact that that Square keeps coming out and saying, well, this Western RPG, this Western game didn't meet our expectations, even though it sold a lot, and that one didn't meet our expectations, even though it sold a lot. And this studio didn't do a great job, even though everybody loves it. it you, you know what I'm saying? It keeps happening over and over to the point where, uh, where their own studios have to defend themselves from the bigger company, right? Which is also news that is coming out. Yeah. I honestly think there's a strategic thing happening there. They are trying to telegraph the limp, the, the uh, limp, uh, 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 um, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, arms and legs that they're, they're planning on, on cutting off, I think. And they have to kind of telegraph that multiple times so that money men go, hey, this is a great studio. These are great companies. They made a great IP. Why are you getting rid of them? Because they can telegraph and say, hey, look, we set this standard and they didn't meet it. Or so it seems, right? So honestly, I hope that, that all with all that said, I hope that that is strategic to the point where they end, that both of those studios end up someplace where we can all be happy about, right? I mean, I won't, I won't limit it by saying Microsoft because, hey, I would love to see that because that's more Game Pass content. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But it may not end that way, right? Activision Blizzard King came in and changed the dynamic for all things, right? They're not heading down the path they used to be. This whole thing kind of took over, right? So it may change the equation on certain things. 
and I should be open to that. So I'm trying to be, <laughs> but I'm saying, I just hope they don't end up being a footnote, which is unfortunate because there's so much talent involved there, right? Now you were saying something about platinum. The thing with platinum, huh? and I really do hope that Microsoft takes a serious look at platinum, depending on how much that would cost them. Obviously, if it was if it was relative chump change, right? And by relative, we mean relative to seventy billion dollars. If it was relative chump change, I'm sure that the regulatory bodies would not be looking at it so 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 drastically. But as everybody has said, there's at least one or two platinum games that you have liked at some point. Oh, there's been quite a few of them, yeah. Right. And, and they've done a lot of good work. They've fallen on some hard times, clearly, but they've done a lot of good work. And, and I keep invoking my man's name because he's not here. But if he's here, he Everborn would say, you know Microsoft likes them on their knees. And, and, and at this point, that's where Platinum is, right? You don't wait until they create their next Final Fantasy, right? You, you, you acquire them and help them get to that next Final Fantasy. So I do hope that is something they're looking at. Even with 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 the the latest blunder of a game, notwithstanding, they have great talent. And they've proven that, so that's my opinion. Well, listen, folks, uh, that is going to be your prime time gaming. Uh, hopefully, we entertained. Uh, I don't know if uh, if the uh, no, it, do me a favor and let me know if you got notified for tonight's show because we were very low in the numbers, and I'm not a numbers kind of a guy. But normally, we get three to four hundred here, and it, we barely hit three. I don't think, think we even hit three hundred today. And, I, and again, it's it's not a big deal because maybe there's other things going on in the world. But I, I please let me know if the notifications going out because if they're not, then I gotta somehow you know scream to the rafters. Maybe someone at YouTube will uh, hear me. Uh, but listen, let's get to the outros and we'll get everyone out of here. I want to say a big thank you to the near 300 people we had here tonight. Hopefully you did enjoy the show. Big shout out to all the big super chats that came in. Definitely appreciate that. Obviously, those are used in order for us to uh, do these big giveaways. We just did one over on uh, for the Easter giveaway. We gave away $300 worth of gift cards. We have three more big ones coming. Uh, the biggest one is at the end of the year. That is $500 plus. That's usually for the holidays. Uh, and we'll, 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 I think we're going to do one on the 4th of July and one closer to uh, my birthday, which is uh, September 25th. You do Boom's Birthday Bash where... All you have to do is be here and talk about games, and you could win a prize. Not no, no birthday wishes for me, but prizes for everyone else, and that's what we're going to be doing for the remainder of the year. Let's get to our, our our one guest and newest panel member, one bad mother. First of all, brother, welcome to uh, you know uh, to, to, you know to, to, to tonight's show. It's glad to have you here, and of course, the favorite topic to talk about is Halo. Uh, thanks so much for uh, being here tonight, brother. T sell your brand. Tell everyone about uh, you got. You had me at Halo. Talk about the Xbox era. What else you got going on? Well, yeah, Boom. Uh, thanks again for having me. Uh, you know, we had a little smaller panel today, so that that just gave me more chance to talk more about <laughs> Halo, right? Like more for me. <laughs> it's like when you go to the dessert table, and you know, not everybody shows up. That's not bad when you're the one that shows up. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always fun talking to you guys. Uh, if you guys are, if you guys are Halo fans, anybody who's in the the, the audience is, we, you know, we do have a weekly. Well, it's a bi-weekly show that's going weekly right now called "You Had Me at Halo." We're right now we're going on Fridays at seven o'clock Eastern, and we're covering the the, the each episode every week. Uh, so it's a spoiler cast. Uh, we're going to go through that first, and then we cover whatever tidbits come out of the game, which actually have been surprisingly uh, there's. There's been a lot of content, a lot more than 
than, uh, or a lot, lot to talk about, I should say. Not a lot of content dropping, but you know, a lot of things to talk about coming yeah. up in the, the near future. So, so come and check us out there. And then obviously I'm at Xbox Era. If you guys did not get a chance to catch the episode with uh, John and Nick over the weekend with Ed Fries, uh, it was actually probably my favorite episode you know with them uh it, i thought it was a really good guest especially if you guys have been around since the original xbox a lot of cool memories and and uh ed freeze did talk about some things that i hadn't heard him talk about before i did some research uh you know because we're doing a you know putting together this this book and and i you know did a lot of research on on uh, things he said in the past and i think he dropped some tidbits in there that were interesting especially when it came you know to some of their studio uh, p- attempted studio acquisitions he even even talked about the uh <laughs> the nintendo uh, well that they went to the one go. where they left out of the room yeah <laughs> yeah one. pretty yeah. much so he <laughs> talked about that too but man yeah i i feel like you know i'm uh i'm a you know, if I were a live service, I guess I, I, I'm a frequent DLC to this uh, podcast, and I don't take offense to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, Boob. It was always great. Yeah, definitely love love having you here, brother. I'm glad you could join us tonight. And of course, the newest panel member, Crispy Bomb. Thank you for always not only being here, but now here permanently on Monday evenings at 7 p.m. By all means, talk about where people could find you on other podcasts and where can people reach out to you on social media. Always a pleasure to talk to you gentlemen, and thank you. I mean, means the world, you know. Becoming a part of this podcast is uh, one of my dreams, so... Well, listen, That's we're glad to have you, brother. So, at Chris Baum on Twitter, Chris Baum 28 Xbox Live. You can find me tomorrow night, 7 p.m., the Retro Renegades. We got 8 p.m., Thursday, primetime, the next podcast. Breakfast of Boom this week, Friday, 10 a.m. Of course, you can find me back here. I'm primetime gaming with Mr. Boomstick and friends. Yeah, well, thank you, dude. It's great to add you to the roster of incredible uh, podcasters and content creators and, more importantly, community members. Uh, And we can't wait to hear your raw opinions. That's why the people love you, and that's why we do as well, uh, of course. So it's great to have you. Wandering Dutch, sell your brand, brother. Talk about this Saturday. Uh, so th- this is a particular project you've been working on really, really hard. You spent a significant amount of hours and you're still working on it. What's happening this Saturday with the Indie Community Showcase? Yes, yes, of course. So got some absolutely awesome people um, joining, of course, to for the Community Indie Showcase. Um, as you know yourself, thankfully, um, yourself <laughs> and Kiersanti are both taking part in that, um, which is awesome. We've also got... Uh, uh, the uh, Lord himself, Lord Cognito, we've got Pong Soul and Steel Rain. Uh, we have the Thistledew guys. We've got Boxenberger, Mav Fun Speculation, Ains from Season Gaming, Dunks from Gamers Watch, Bango Mango from Talk Story, and Flap from uh, the ex- uh, sorry Green Pass Gaming. Um, so it's uh, awesome, cre- a whole host of awesome creators. Um over 100 um, indie games shown, um, some brand new ones, some you won't have seen, um, some gameplay you haven't seen before as well for, for some previously announced games, um, uh, some special surprises, and like I say, uh, eight games given away as well throughout that, um, and a uh, special appearance by Mr. Aaron Greenberg himself, who's also been kind enough to take part this year. Nice. Um, so it's uh, it's awesome. 
Um, again, that'll be on Saturday. It's uh, 7 p.m. in the UK start time. Um, it is um, 2 p.m. EST and 11 a.m. PST. Nice. Um, that's going to be absolutely awesome. Of course, um, for those who haven't caught any of the podcasts recently, um, yesterday we had, of course, a uh, special Nick on from Xbox Era for a whopping four-hour podcast. Um, <laughs> on on Wednesday this week, we've got Insipid Ghost, of course, Luke, as you know him, um, who's going to be joining us from Xbox Expansion Pass. And then, of course, that big showcase on Saturday. Um, so uh, tune in. It's going to be fun. Um, of course, if you don't already follow us, you can find us everywhere at Wondering Dutch. Um, and uh, yes, great show as always. Welcome to the to the primetime family, Crispy. Uh, <laughs> I hope uh, everybody has a good night. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here, brother, as always. And I uh, can't wait to see the uh, the show on Saturday, the three-plus-hour show. Looking forward to that for sure. Last and no way least, uh, for all the way from the Paramount picture set uh, of Halo, working <laughs> on it. season two, uh, uh, command the keys. <laughs> Stop it. Hey, Sante. <laughs> um, listen, uh, by all means, uh, you had a great show on Saturday. Uh, and uh, yep. we, uh, we are looking forward to uh, seeing that show grow. Uh, obviously, if you don't know what show I'm talking about, that is the Gaming Circle podcast on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, with him and Everborn Saga, usually a guest. By all means, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out that show. And more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, by the way, uh, Wandering Dutch, I did happen to catch your boy. I, I caught you as a guest on ILP. I was like, oh, I see Dutch on ILP. This is great. Oh, then now, now uh, Dutch is doing his own show for four whole hours. I kept coming back, and they were talking about different subjects. I'm like, this is the greatest podcast ever. Anyway, <laughs> it was awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Nick is amazing. Anyway, so the Gaming Circle podcast. Last week, we, we were actually very honored to get uh, Hustle and Motivate to, to jump on, and we were talking some PlayStation. We were talking about, you know, all the various craziness that, that is happening in the in the world of gaming. It was a real fun conversation. If you haven't checked it out, I would urge you to do so. We are, I think what I think we're under 20 subs away from 500 uh, subscribers. Nice. It's a small, it's a small, small milestone, but we, we, we we're here for it. So please, if you haven't subscribed yet, please consider doing so. We want to get to a thousand subscribers by the end of the year. Uh, you can catch me TKO Asante on Xbox, PlayStation, uh, Twitter, I, I, you know, I'm always engaging with the community. Not as much these days because, as as the, some of you know, I, I'm living a construction construction nightmare. <laughs> but it's getting there. I have floors now. I have a ceiling. I have I have a, a recessed lighting now. It's a beautiful thing. You, you guys will see the setup when I'm done. Hopefully, in the next two or three weeks or so. But yes, uh, crispy. Such an awesome, a, awesome, a awesome to have you. AI on. that keeps turning these lights on and off. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have this crazy AI that just shows up and starts talking to people whenever I don't care. Like, I'm like, go away. What? How do you like exude from my body? Like, let's have have a conversation about that for a while, and then people can see you, but you're literally beaming from orifices out of my body. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what me and Everborn argue about. How is it that that hologram can come out of his body? What is, what is she using to get out of his body? <laughs> anyway, so yes, thank you, thank you guys all for coming to check out the show. You know, always fun to do this with you guys. Like I said, this week it's it's my respite because it's nothing but like work and drama in, in my life. But thank you guys so much for checking us out, and we'll see you guys next week.
Well, yeah, absolutely. And a big shout out uh, again to the near 300 people we had here today. Uh, Thank you so much. I know there are tons of other shows you can listen to. The fact that you tune into this show each and every week is great. Uh, Just some uh, some quick uh, show notes Uh, tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the new episode of the Xbox Factor podcast this Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm sitting down with Colt Eastwood one on one to talk about some heavy topics regarding the Microsoft acquisition uh, deal. Some some big things came out where uh, it wasn't specifically put in a contract. What happens to uh, Bobby Kotick once the deal is done? We all know that he's going to be sent on, with his golden parachute uh, to Hades, where he belongs. Um, but we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about some acquisitions that have to happen after the ABK deal, and I'll be sitting down with Cole Eastwood again, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the new episode of X-Vlog Live. And, of course, uh, this Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be back at it again with the crew from Breakfast with Boom to talk about how Bethesda will be carrying Xbox Game Studios this entire season, or should I say 2022, and that's actually a really good thing, considering that next year is going to be an onslaught for Microsoft Xbox Game Studios. I'm going to be breaking down and whatever other news comes in. So, of course, I'm going to close out today's show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you, and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. He said, Craig, treat others. How you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. <laughs>